Traveling the Vortex. Joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and landed episode number 163. And it's all fun and games until you play with Glenn. Then it's life and Lynn. I'm Keith. And sometimes somebody loses an eye. I'm Sean. <laughs> I'm Glenn. I had nothing. <laughs> and all of it, except for I didn't win the last one. That's true. true. How are you guys? Very good. Did you have a good week? Yeah. Um, my biggest news this week, I'm going to start off. Because oh. I'm very proud. My daughter landed a role, her first role, in a musical stage play called Nora's Ark. And she's actually Nora's? playing Nora's Ark. Nora's Ark. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I don't know that much about it other than it's uh, a family and the girl is Nora. The main girl's name is Nora and they have an ark <laughs> with lots of animals. Um, the funny Keith thing Indiba. is there's about <laughs> parts for like 32 people, but they only had like 16 <laughs> audition. It's it's a kids production, so that it's all kids. Uh, I think there's one adult role, um, but they only had like 16 people. So some of them are going to do dual roles, and they've kind of they can take some liberties with some of those roles and have dual roles, dual line, dual lines, that kind of thing. So, are any of them animals? Yeah, are they all humans. Uh, no, there. I believe there's five human parts and I, all I the would, rest are. I would think they're. Yeah. Yeah. Do the animals talk? The animals do talk, I believe, and sing and. Well, dance and yeah. lots of things. Are they anthropomorphized? <laughs> well, <laughs> since like, they are like, people in animal costumes, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> How much of a problem are you going to have with this musical? <laughs> as long as it's not in Doctor Who, I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Congratulations yeah. to Kelly. Yeah, so we're super excited. She's carrying on the acting tradition because Holly and I both uh, performed in high school and college plays and musicals. And then uh, we both... Uh, Helen Hawker is our one of our local uh, community theaters, which is what Caitlin is doing. And Holly and I both were in Helen Hawker as well many years ago. We did Helen Hawker plays? So I've only Aren't done you a little old for Helen Hawker. No, Helen Hawker is all ages. Are they all ages? Okay. Bathhouse. Oh, which okay, Holly, did, Holly yeah. did Bathhouse, which she is would the have kids been program. in Topeka yeah. at the yeah, right age right. when you would have been. Uh, in but Helen Hawker games. does. Uh, in fact, my sister was just oh, in the yeah, last that's Helen right, Hawker performance. Yeah. They took one look at his breakdancing skills and mm-hmm. said, we got to get that guy on stage. <laughs> no, I did Fiddler on the Roof right after I, met, I, I played Fiedka. Really? Yeah, when I first moved here. So, that's how I met uh, Dave Euler, by the way. He Wasn't played uh, um, model. Huh. One of the other guys that marries one of the sisters. So. Yep. Cool. Wow, well, congratulations. Thank you her. very much. She is excited. In fact, her first practice is tomorrow night, so... Uh, uh, kids had basketball this week, and uh, that was pretty much it. We started the Olympics. Did, you, did she have a big role? You didn't say. She's got how big she's, of a role. She's she got. Had. She's one of the sisters. That's the human part. And then she has. Uh, ah, good. Uh, so and then playing. she's also Miss Lyon. So she's doing a. She's one of the ones doing dual role. <clears throat> so she's got some speaking parts, and she also has a solo within a within a, a song. Ah, so she's awesome. got. It's not a huge solo, but, yeah, but it's, you still know, yeah, having a solo is within a song. So yeah. Oh, so. that's very cool. Um, they did Sorry. basketball. That's right, That's basketball. Cool. We started Olympics this week, so my schedule now is going to be an, a half hour later every night. Well, not every night, but most nights. We go on at 10.30, but we have done devised some things well, that will luckily, make it a lot less stressful on me. Well, and time. luckily, <laughs> it's all pre-taped this year. 
Well, it's in Russia, it doesn't but, make but, a difference, Keith. I've done these. I've done fifty of these things. Not that many. They do. They go they over do. frequently, and I, I we always question that is if this is all pre-recorded. It all happened seven hours, that? ten hours ago. <laughs> why are you still going long? In fact, they went over twenty-eight. Se- uh, yeah, twenty-eight seconds this uh, week, which isn't bad. That's not I've seen bad. closing cer- or opening ceremonies go longer than that. You think um, they could just send the, the the networks notice and say, "Hey, it's going long. Adjust accordingly." Yeah, they just instead they, of just letting you wonder, they it's the commentary afterwards because that's live. Well, that's, and they isn't that NBC commentary? Yeah, it is. I know it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, the commentary Keith. is live. the commentary is live. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Costas is there commenting on every all of the coverage that they're running. Gotcha. The commentary within the games it happens yes. during the games, but the but Costas is rap, and when they bring any interviews in onto the set because okay. they do that okay. usually towards the end as so well or after each, Olympics, yeah. So, I don't know. so that is all <laughs> that all is happening in prime time so. live. So gotcha. Yeah. So anything done in studio back here with Costas and and anybody else that they bring in or commentators, that's all done live. So that's why it ends that up going over. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week, guys. I didn't do much else. That's so cool. I like the Olympics. <laughs> I do. I love the Winter Olympics. I absolutely love them. I wish I could watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy. They're the bane of my existence. I know they are, but I don't <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, they don't interrupt your shows. I just got to run sports. stories about it during the five. That's it. <laughs> What do we do this week? We uh, we had a snow day, yeah. Like an honest to goodness snow day where right. we got uh, you actually closed work. We actually closed. Yeah, they they we got um, most of this town closed. Most of this town closed. What was that Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, Wednesday I think was the day that most places were closed. Tuesday Mon- was when everybody started closing. They and going closed home. early. Yeah. yeah. Well, Monday they made the announcement. Severe winter storm and. Um, the state pulled the trigger. I felt kind of early. State pulled the trigger. All of the schools pulled the trigger. Not Washburn. Well, <laughs> they did that night, though. They did by two. Yeah. by no. two fifteen. Yeah, not yeah. until classes Tuesday. On t- oh, no, no, oh, no, on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah on no, Tuesday right. they canceled evening you're classes. Right. It was Tuesday. At that point, it was too late. <laughs> if you were on campus at two fifteen when they announced the closure, you were in six feet of, or six inches of snow. Oh, yeah, so you were already, already trapped there. Yeah. You were already stuck. Well, there. you weren't stuck in six inches. <laughs> Depending on the car you got. Yeah. Well, okay. I concur with that, but the majority of cars can get through six inches of snow. The majority of cars owned by college students would not be able to get through <laughs> six inches of snow. There was, there was, there was a huge, several huge articles in the Washburn Review about the uh, they just administration's They should have. I, I concur with that. Afternoon I concur with that, but people probably stayed that probably could have made it home. Yeah. But Six I, inches is not bad. I'm, 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 when I you get to hooky, eight and go. above, that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah, I just didn't go. And dangerous. Because I kept waiting because the 501 had closed, stated closed, so Mel and Billy were all like, yay, we're out of school. And I'm like, I don't this think I'd have gone I'd have made it my own school. And so I got up in the morning and kind of looked at the phone. I kept waiting because I get text messages when they announce it. No. And they didn't have nothing, <laughs> didn't have nothing. And I was going to have to drive down and pick up Jesse and then go to Washburn. And then it's just like... I sent Jesse a text and said, I'm calling it. We're not going today. She's like, yay. <laughs> so at 2.45, I got the text message. School's canceled. I was like, okay. And then it was shortly after that that I got another text message that said, we're not opening tomorrow. 
and 501 wasn't going to be on Wednesday. No, because like, we not. didn't get the official word from Washburn until until 8.30 o'clock. Yeah. Really? Was it that late? So we thought we got a uh, hoax. <laughs> well, well, yeah. We determined we it wasn't a hoax. hoax. No, it was uh, the it was Washburn security? Police Department yeah. called us, and they just said, yeah, school's closed tomorrow. No code word, which they're supposed to have, or anything. And we were like, okay, and we were going to take it, and then I was going... Hey, wait could a have minute. been anybody. Who <laughs> was that? Normally, they, 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 they have their own number they can call in, too. Yeah, and they do it that way. And so we, we second-guessed it. We called President Farley and said, hey. And he said, no, we, we didn't know until just now. So the no you would have known. And then shortly after, the police department called. The Washburn police called back and said, uh, did we do something wrong? We're, we we called in the announcement, and we were like, oh, okay, it was you. They said, yeah, do we need a password or something? We explained to them that there's an automated system. <laughs> Identify that should have, Yeah, and if you're the Washburn Police Department, they were the Washburn Police Department. I, I, I answered K-State's when they called both days, and I got this long spiel of who they were before I... <laughs> before they even canceled the... Yeah. Told you they, they were canceled. Interesting. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it, it seemed like I got it way early, and 501 had already announced we're not going to be open on Wednesday. And so Mel's sitting there sweating it, going, why don't I, I don't want to have to go to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was her turn to do it, and then finally decide until like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Then, I got a text message from a friend of mine, Will. Oh, from Will <laughs> letting you know, yeah. That Phil had sent him a message saying, hey, state's called. My boss didn't text me till 10.30 at night. <laughs> so at 10.30 at night, she finally found out she didn't have to go in. <laughs> and so they were all like, yay, we don't have to go in. You don't have to go to school. And I was like, uh, I, yeah, but I still have to go to work. So big whoop. <laughs> And so then I got a text message from my boss Wednesday morning that said, it's going to be a late open. We're not going to open until noon. Well, i got to be there at 1 and close. So That doesn't help you whoop, at all. whoop de doo right? And then he sent me another text, and he says, did you get my message? I said, yeah, I'll show up at 1. He goes, no, don't show up. We're, we're closed. I was like, say what? And he apparently goofed up something when he tried to send a mass text out to everybody. He said, yeah, he says the Kansas City market. It's <laughs> a good thing he double-checked. Which we're part of. They consider us part of the Kansas City market, even though we're... You know, this kind of offshoot 60 miles away. Right, right. Um, he said they they tried, and there was nothing but accidents and bad roads. I and followed the one on Metcalf, and I think they said at one point they were they said they were open, and then like two hours later they were like, yep, we're closed. Yeah. So uh, they, they didn't uh, – they were just like, now nah, we're calling it. We're not even going to – so we had one day where they closed early. They closed at 5 on Tuesday. When I wasn't there, and then they turned around and said, we're not even going to draw a bother. So they didn't open Wednesday at all. So you got two snow days. So I got two snow days. What did you guys do? I had to go back to class. We watched um, we watched some movies. We watched the new Riddick. Who was that? It's, it's good. It's enjoyable in that mindset of, here's Riddick. He's our hero. Here's a whole group of very dislikable characters that he's going to kill, maim, and in otherwise incapacitate horribly by the end of this film. Go. Okay. <laughs> it feels a lot more like Pitch Black. Than I the Chronicles that did. Back to that I haven't seen either, so oh, really? I've got them at home to watch. But I think they're both on Netflix. Are they? Could be wrong. Maybe I can take Robert's copies back to him then. Um, I will check. I love Pitch Black. I, I, I like Chronicles. Right. I like Chronicles better than I think most people do. But I still think it's the weakest film of of the three, and I liked this one better. What was this one called? It's just called just, Riddick. Just Riddick. Okay. Um, and well, and I caught up, and we watched the original Planet of the Apes. Yay! And she liked it. You had never seen it? As I was telling Keith, I remember seeing Charles, um, Charlton, or Charlton Heston, mm-hmm. Charles Heston. Charlton Heston. Yeah, but it's like, I don't remember him doing the stuff that he did that, but I remember him playing a Planet of the Apes movie. So I don't know if my old age, I've crossed 
you know, pollinated. And I was thinking or... about it because you were asking, and no, she could not be thinking of Beneath with what she remembers. You don't think so? I, I, I no, I remember how Beneath ends. <laughs> I do too. If I remember correctly, there's no Let's way. Spoil it for anybody that might be listening. Okay. Yeah, because well, we've established she's that. She's wrong. If, if, if I, I'm pretty sure. Unless she's gone ahead, Brittany hasn't seen it. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that she, uh, the ending I remember, at least, is not what Mel described. I remember him, though, because he's got that real, very distinct well, way of you know talking and acting. It could have just been But is clips. it just there's been so many clips over the years that you've I seen no clips idea. of it? My dad was real big Planet of the Apes, you know. Maybe you got it. Osmosis. So osmosis walking through the room and in the background <laughs> while you were doing something else. Could be anything else. So anyway, we did that. Um, what was the other film that we watched? I don't remember. Oh uh, no. Oh, the new Justice League War, which is based on the new Fifty Two lineup. That was pretty good, but I don't know. They still screwed up Wonder Woman in my mind. There was something else that we watched. No, I can't remember what it was. Oh, we watched a lot of movies. We uh, getting ready for Galley, so. Yeah. We didn't get let out of work. We, we never see. get. We never I felt bad for you guys. Because I work in one of those industries that just will not close. I, I thought to myself, we're Can't closed. Close. I didn't have really? to go to school. I didn't have to go to work. The boys are still feeding the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> and really, for close. us, we're a service industry. I traveling and I wasn't that big of a deal. And I was getting home Tuesday night. <laughs> If your car can get through six to eight inches of snow, well, <laughs> anybody's car can get through six to eight inches Trying to get of into snow. the parking lots, but other than that, and that was Tuesday night. But you're smarter than a lot and of people well, <laughs> driving wise, anyway. And then I was able to get out Wednesday, no problem. Good, but uh, I didn't really do anything. Then watching the movies, had another uh, Settlers of Catan night with the Yarn Barn crew. I saw a picture. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had this time. Uh, last time we played, there was eight people, so we had two games of four. This time we did it a little different because there were more people, so we had three games of three. And then the winners of each game... Tournament. ...went and played, and then the second players, and then the third players. Oh, cool. I got second place in both of my games. Sarah got third in the first game, but then won the second game against her boss. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's pretty much it. Been pretty low-key. Cool. Didn't do much today, either. All right. Well, let's move right along then. We haven't done that in a long time. All right. Uh, well, we kind of at the last minute decided since Mel and Sean are going to Galley next weekend, um, and now I have been as well. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. First. Eh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, He's let's excited. go to Galley Primer now that we've, we've launched. Well, since started, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and. Um, since I've been, we thought maybe we'd do a quick rundown and some tips and pointers for anybody that hasn't listened to us last year when Sean gave us tips and pointers last year. And uh, anything that uh, maybe some advice we can give to anybody going to Galley this year. So, oh, okay. Yeah, Mel can chime in here since she's here. Keith is giving me instructions. The rustling you hear is as we run. Ransack the room, moving the microphone around. To make well, there it was no wrestling nobody would have known. But, um, <laughs> Sean, you're the old pro here now. Well, and, and Mel. There, now you heard wrestling. You, guys, Thanks, you guys are the old pros here, so you've been twice. No, three times now. This will be three. This will be your third. This will be third. Yeah. yeah. You've been twice. This will been be your twice. third. I've been once. Unfortunately, that will remain only once <laughs> for now. But. Two, one, zero. Zero. 
So Keith will be not so much silent. Maybe you'll come up with you know questions that people might want to know. So I'll try to remember. Ask us some things. That... Sean, what's the most number one important thing people need to think about when they're going to Galley? Well, um, in your opinion, buy early. <laughs> if you want to go to Galley, you got to be on the <laughs> ball when they announce it. Otherwise, it's I, I look for Galley to sell out from this point forward. Unless they radically change how they're going to do this con, I don't think you're going to see, you know, maybe no. 20, 30 years down the road when Doctor Who starts to wane in popularity, the convention will become open to people. But as of right now, when they make the announcement, tickets go on sale at this time, you pretty much have to be ready to go with your credit card. So your first tip is the last thing somebody will do next week. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So keep that in mind while you see the tweets and everything going on. That if you want to go, be on top of it. Um. The second uh, thing is, uh, we've always kind of said, stay where you play and, and try and get rooms at the Marriott, which we are not able to do this year, um, because in addition to the con selling out in an hour, the hotel block sold out in about two, <laughs> and that was after repeated attempts of trying to get on, because I was ready for that one, and uh, still didn't get our reservation. So we're in the Renaissance, which is next door. Which fortunately isn't far away. It's not far away yeah. at all. But um, to me, it, it loses kind of some of the... Well, how many times did we run up to our room? Well, not only that, when you come out of your room and you're just going down to get a drink or whatnot, whatever, I mean... Oh, you've got all that camaraderie, people you pass in the hall. Well, the actors, I mean, they're they're housed, they're at the hotel, and the chances of running into um, Dorian, I mean, how many times did we run into him, just roaming around? We we, we ran into Michael Jason in the hall, we ran into, we shared elevators with... With uh, oh, Simon Fisher Becker, we shared elevators with so uh, I, Michael Jason. I, I urinated next to Michael Jason. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you're in the and, same and schedule, in the bathroom. So. Yeah, Jason and I are on the, twice. Yeah, we were in the same pee schedule. So we, we miss out on that not being in the same hotel, and that really, I'm I'm hoping that doesn't hurt the experience this time. We'll see. Because let's just remember the convenience of being able to run up and down. Even despite the stars that we ran into, which the first one I ran into was Barnaby, no, uh, Nicholas Briggs. Briggs. My first got there. Um, But yeah, besides that, the element of running up and down uh, to your to our room, even though we were up on like Mm -hmm. we were on Baker, Tom. And so, yeah, and we running back even to even to the fourth floor was very convenient to run. Of course, we were way the heck down the hall, but, yeah. but <laughs> being able to run, get whatever we needed, and take a break and, and whatnot was so. I agree, stay where you play is the best to do. So that, that might be that, rough that's, on that's, you guys. Now, looking at the amenities and the things on the website, it almost looks like the Renaissance might be a little bit nicer of a hotel. So I'll, I'll let you guys know once we get there. <laughs> kind of. Maybe it'll balance out with, well... Maybe the Wi-Fi will work there. Maybe the Wi-Fi will work, I don't know. <laughs> um, number three on the list is uh, bring friends. And um, it, it enables you to have that kind of camaraderie and to, uh, you know, share room pricing. Unfortunately, I can't seem to get either of my podcast teammates <laughs> to come along. Yeah. <sighs> It was not for um, not wanting to. That's yeah, for certain. Yeah, I know. Um, yes. Well, and, and on that on on that mark, I met well through you guys who have having met people the years before. Several people when we were there that you guys knew and became friends with, and that I'm now contact on Facebook and through social media as well. So that was kind of the neat thing was you guys knowing people. We all kind of you know Chrissy went last time, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, uh, Michelle's going Michelle. This time. Michelle. Um, 
Was this was her first well, trip? Is yeah, it? this is Michelle's what's first trip. Her, Why can't I think of uh, Jerry and what's his wife's name? Yeah. Oh, uh, Megan. 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 Megan and Jerry. That's who I was thinking. And it we was went, Megan. We went and ate with him several times, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was kind of neat to, to have people there that you guys already knew. I got introduced to, and we had kind of that group or camaraderie. Yeah. You know, and I, we'd run into even if we weren't hanging out, we'd run each other to each other in the halls and just kind of talk for a little bit and catch up and say, you know, hey, did you go do this? Did you go do that? So that was kind of neat. The, the people that we met, connected with, that was kind of. And you start to see faces too, and uh, it's it's interesting how many. I, I saw him last year, and I knew I knew him, but I, I didn't make the connection that um, I can't pronounce his last name. Grant Imhara from uh, MythBusters, mm-hmm. yes, huge Doctor Who fan. Well, yeah, I remember he wasn't that two years ago. Showed up two years ago. Was there? Was it two, two years, years ago? ago? I thought he was there last year too. It might have been, but I remember it was kind of a surprise that he showed up. Well, he was, he was cosplaying as the Tenth Doctor, which is why I didn't. I think it was two years ago. I think if I yeah. just saw him, I probably would have gone, oh, hey, wait a minute. I, you know. But, because um, two years ago, I don't think it was sold out. But last year it was. Correct. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So he was able to just go on the one day and just call it good. True. Well, maybe he's got tickets this year. I don't know. Well, I'll that's let you, that's uh, possible. We'll let you know. Grant, if you're listening, you can send us an email to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Friend of the show, Grant Amara. You can uh, <laughs> Not yet. you got to earn that, Grant. Oh, and don't forget duct tape. Duct tape is a... Uh, th- things to remember when you're uh, planning for Galley. Obviously, bring cash. That's probably a number one. Cash going to be my number one. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the dealer's room and the autographs. and You end up spending more than you think you need. Well, you're going to need a lot more cash. Oh, they're out. They're oh, out. They run out. Yeah. I had to go next door. To get money. Two hotels over. Yeah, two hotels over. Yeah, it was two. It was yeah. I was down and across the street. Yep. And, uh, and I that had one's going to gonna run out. Yeah, Saturday I had to go to that. Well, I luckily that I went on. No, it was Saturday evening, and, and there was still money in it. But um, so yeah, make sure you bring cash. Um, and then, in addition to that, plan on buying food. You know, it's just one of those mm-hmm. things you're going to have to eat. Uh, the Marriott there has some uh, some restaurants. I understand the Renaissance has a couple of restaurants. There's easily a, a handful of restaurants within, well, if you listen to Art. Siri, they're not within walking distance of the hotel. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's Jr., uh, we ate at Burger King, we Burger ate King. at, which was relatively Subway. near. Subway was relatively nearby. So, And the Denny's is about Denny's, quite a mile. We ate at Denny's one night. One night. That's right. So uh, you know, just plan on buying your food because you're going to have to, you know, when you get into the con mode, you get excited and you forget to eat. And don't forget to eat. Um, You're near the hotel or near the uh, uh, airport. That's why there's a, a lot of yeah. food amenities uh, there as well, which is nice. Um, I always recommend making your souvenir list beforehand, so that there's kind of if you're looking for that one specific item, you can go and look for that one specific item and don't get bedazzled by <laughs> oh they've got this this and this. this is more who in one room than I've ever seen available at Vintage Stock or yeah. you right, know Barnes right. and Noble or Hot Topic. It doesn't matter, you know. Your first time, it could be overwhelming. It's very overwhelming, you know. But if that stuff's available at home, don't buy it at the con. You know, go go buy it at home. You know, support your local vendors. Go go buy something you can't find anywhere else there. Because chances are, if it's at the vendors, it's not going to be any cheaper either. Yeah, that's the other Um, thing. That that, that would be the exception is if you know the price at home and it's cheaper. Maybe then. Sure. If you're getting a deal, yeah. If you're getting a deal, I would say that's a. Or if it's a, hey, if you buy this, I'll give you this. I was like, oh, okay, you know. But a lot of times you're going, obviously, anybody who's ever been to a con will tell you the vendors are probably Never a, little, a little higher than, yeah. <laughs> than retail. Because they're, they're, they're going off of in, in, uh, impulse buying. 
of you, you somebody at the con, they see something they like, they just want to have it now instead of thinking about, can I get it cheaper elsewhere? Yeah. That's how the vendors really make their money at cons. Yeah. And, and I, I've always attributed that to the same thing with, with uh, DVDs. I, I, I see people plunk down money right and left for DVD purchases at cons. It doesn't matter what it is. Now, it's like, unless it's on the list of those that are out of prints. Yeah. If they're on moratorium. Then if it's on moratorium or you know, unavailable, sure. And they're not $80. You can get it on Amazon for 20 bucks. We can get it from our store. The, the, the Traveling <laughs> the Vortex Amazon store yeah. for 20 bucks. Don't buy it at the con. Um Try and budget for autographs, which is kind of tough to do because every year we go, we're going to get this person, this person, this person, and this person, and we're good. And we get there and we're like, oh, but. And then we talk to so-and-so, and they were awesome. Yeah. So we feel like we're And what's tough to is a, you don't really know the prices of yeah, the autographs in advance either. Fortunately, I have found that Galley is very, very minimal as far as the autographs go. You go someplace, as I, we were talking about Shatner being, you know, 75 and... Fillion being a hundred bucks, and you know, just that kind of thing. The nice thing about the galley is, I don't think we paid more than thirty dollars for anybody. Yeah, and so, and I think most of them were twenty five. Yeah. So that and twenty. So that that's the nice thing about galley is, I think they're reasonable so far. Yeah. So. And twenty five or thirties. I think any more kind I paid of a nice base. I, well, I could maybe see Billy being a bit more this year, since it is her first U.S. Well, base. I was con. actually thinking, but Fremo was forty. Uh, I don't think so. Fremo's but I get the impression she was a bit yeah. more 30. humbled. Freeman was 30. Mm-hmm. I get the impression Freeman's a bit more humbled as a person. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> he got to count in the diva aspect. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I tell you, uh, a side note, James found uh, a copy of uh, Billy's album. You didn't tell me store. about that. We, we've got Billy Piper's yeah, CD yeah. at work. It was like, cool. <laughs> Did you listen to it? Uh, we started to, and then Matt took it out. <laughs> that good, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some other things that, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a more on the expense end. Some other things just as far as the con itself goes. Um, go to go to LobbyCon. Make sure you're there. If, if you can get there and you're there Thursday night, go hang out in the lobby. Now, LobbyCon ha- happens every night, but yeah. Thursday well, night yeah. is Thursday the first one because for, the con doesn't actually start till Friday. Till Friday morning. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go and hang out and meet some people and, and, and look for us. Mel and I will be down there handing out uh, ribbons from Traveling the Vortex. Don't say. I'm not going to say what they are. Um, and, and I mean, you, a lot of times you'll meet people and friends and, and stuff down there, and it's a pretty raucous crowd. You can definitely tell when you walk into that building that you're like, oh. Yeah, I feel sorry for anybody else staying at the, 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 the party is here. <laughs> so, um, uh, definitely enjoy that. Um, Neo Hubian recommends staying until Monday morning. Uh, on her on her website, which we had reposted once upon a time, she said, "I would agree with her." She said, "Note to self: I, I suck. I had to leave Sunday at well, noon." Yes, oh. That's where um, Chrissy she squealed over Fraser was Sunday night. Oh yeah, that's right. Sunday night, we ran into Fraser when he was uh, leaving, and I was like, "Go, go!" <laughs> <laughs> and how many how many people did we get to hang out with in the lobby Monday morning last year? Yeah, I mean, I mean he, well, because they, they stayed there, over, uh, they Dan don't want to leave late unless they have obligations, so they stay over. So yeah. And it's it's kind of a little more relaxed at that point because you know you've had a really hard three days of con. Everybody's winding down. Everybody's winding down. And it's like a yeah, more sure we're And what was it? Th- was it Thornton? I want to say Thornton, but uh. Um, and a lot of their handlers are, are gone too. So, 
they have this because oh, yeah. at that point they're off official consciousness. <laughs> right, right, so it's right, like right. they're just people hanging out. So they're just hanging out. They're not <laughs> under obligation. But for the most part, I found that w- with the exception of like the big stars, that's kind of the way Galley is anyway. That most people really, yeah, sure, come and hang out. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's that's that's the cool thing is is you like you Mel was talking about. You run into people in the hotel in your hotel going up. And they're they're not afraid to talk to you and rub elbows with you, and, and it's just it's this that nice little intimate convention yeah. which makes it good that they limit it to so many people because yep. that's what is makes it able to be able to do that. Um, decent camera, I think, is, is is very important. Preferably one that does okay in low light situations. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the lobby and in the hallways that just all of our shots looked yellow the last couple of years. So I'm really looking forward to taking my new camera down <laughs> and uh, and seeing uh, what it does. Don't count on your phone working in the. Uh, Don't count on your phone working in the <laughs> belly, belly of the especially in the basement area. where most everything is. Uh, it seems like the uh, the signal down there is horrific. Um, panels, two panels. Yeah. Even if it's something that you're just kind of mildly. Are you on a panel this year? I'm not on. You a didn't panel do a panel this year. This year. Um, and, and and look at the program too, and see what you might be mildly interested in, and try to. Schedule your day out so you can make it to a panel, but yeah. be always, flexible. But be, but be always, very flexible. We always try to do that to sit out. Okay, I kind of want to do this, kind of do this. We're going to take our pictures here, but we always try to leave space in between, or have the ability to like, if for whatever reason we need to dart over here and do this, that we have a plan B of attack yes. that we want to go over here and do this. Yeah. Agreed. So. Yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, and this year they. But I. But uh, to be warned, I made a schedule last year. And I probably only went to three things <laughs> that on my schedule, and two of them were the panels the I was on. <laughs> because I had to be there. Well, it's the flashy squirrel syndrome. It's like you know the flashy light. The oh look, oh, squirrel shiny. Oh look, yeah. shiny. Oh, shiny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you know. that's what happens. And then you know I I, I bailed on uh, Sean's panel last year, so I could go so see Mr. McCoy's, and that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. I've never forgotten. I'm you. so glad <laughs> that you'll get that chance at Planet Comic Con to yes. see him though, because he was fantastic. From an entirely different angle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hopefully. No. Well, anyway, um, but yeah, do, definitely do the panels, and, and because that, that's a lot of the galley programming is panels, and sometimes it's people just like us sitting there giving their opinions on something, which are fun too, which are fun, and sometimes it's people in the industry giving their opinions on something. So you know, it's which is fun too. <laughs> either, either either way. Um, Galley has announced that they're doing the um, uh, Rory and uh, Rose interview panels are duplicates. So the one they're going to do one Saturday with both of them, and then it's going to be nearly identical oh, good. Sunday. That'll be nice. For so that way they're kind of splitting it up a little bit. That's so good that- because sometimes that room, that main ballroom, oh my gosh, even as big as that ballroom is, it's gets packed, packed it's and packed. it's overflowing. And the, the, the kind of the premier signature events. Um, you know, try and get there early. I mean, if if you really, really, really want to do the masquerade, you pretty much have to block off your Saturday evening to to make sure that Saturday afternoon, almost Saturday afternoon, yeah. to yeah. make sure that you're available to get into that line. Even early. if it's a program that you're really not interested in, if you have any desire to be in that masquerade or be sit remotely close to the front or be able to see, you need to be there early afternoon because people that, that's plan a big ahead. One. Yes. Um, we didn't do the masquerade last year because we were so tired. We went eight. Yeah, we walked seven miles to the subway that was a mile and a half away. <laughs> That's because the series said go here. And uh, <laughs> when at LAX, please visit the beautiful parking garage. And then when we came back, uh, it was still going on, but we were just so tired. We, 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 we wanted to go up and record something and get to bed. We so. were pretty wiped. So, 
Um, and you guys are going to send back nightly reports, right? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll still do that. And then um, autographs on, I would, I would think, Saturday tends to be the big autograph day, it, it seems like. Um, I don't know why, because they've sold out the whole con for the whole run, whereas before it was... I mean, Saturday makes sense previously that you could yeah. buy a one-day ticket. People are going to go Saturday because they're off work. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. But knowing that the whole con is booked for the whole weekend, I don't know why, but Saturday still seems to be the busiest day. I would think it would be it would shift to Friday since the most panels would be on Saturday. Well, and I think it depends because some people it, it last year were only on available certain days to yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I don't, true too. This year, I don't think there's anybody that's limited to one day in particular. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're all available for... I think they're... Yeah, wow. There's mood lighting. <laughs> I think they're all available for the whole shebang. So um, There's that. And then um, have fun. Oh, duct tape. That's the other thing that you need to bring. She brought it up, but you, yeah, you didn't elaborate on it. Go ahead. Why, why, why do we need, why duct, we need tape? duct tape? Uh, to keep your ribbons together. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the tip that we got from Megan and uh, Jerry. Jerry that uh, think, yeah, we got duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> keep your ribbons, uh, taping the ribbons together on the backside to keep all your ribbons together. For anybody that doesn't know, the ribbon exchange is huge. It be- I mean, it started like four years, five years ago, and it just, it's exploded. Everybody brings ribbons. I thought now. it was longer than that. And so, no, it's, I mean, wow. it, I, I think it only started about five years ago. They were really launched. In fact, it was a year or two before Shawnee. <laughs> and, but anyway, it's exploded. It was a little thing, and now it's this thing where everybody has them, and so the idea is you attach each ribbon to each other, and you Eventually, you have the, and you, you put it on your back. just sticky on the back. Yeah, and then you attach each one to each other, and they get really long. Now, the adhesive on the ribbons themselves is usually pretty good. And if you've got seven or eight ribbons together, they're going to hold. Mine did for a long time. It wasn't until I got beyond seven or eight that, that I started needing tape. And that's what the tape is for, is to put it on the back side of the ribbons. Because if you want to keep this continual long ribbon chain that everybody seems to do now, <laughs> they make a you want to make sure it. you don't lose them. Yeah, yeah and it, it, it ends up looking like a Tom, Tom Baker star. <laughs> <scarf. laughs> what yeah. else have we seen? Sash. We saw a sash. We saw sash. ribbon dresses. We saw. I think I'll do a sash if I go again because well, the uh, only problem I don't with like the, sash the scarf is... because it just hangs there and gets in the way. And then you're folding it up and carrying it around. And when you go outside and it's windy, it's going like this. <laughs> so we found that if you roll it up and then put a little clippy on there, it's yeah. just this roll. Well, then it's like a corsage and it's like <laughs> six sizes too big. In fact, I I think I took mine off in the last couple of days that we left the convention because I didn't want to carry this silly thing around with me. But no, you don't have to have ribbons. Nope. No. And you don't have, yeah, you and don't you have, don't, to, you don't have to collect them. You don't have to give them. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. So uh, if you see us out and about, by all means, ask for a ribbon because we're going to give it to you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Michelle and kind of putting another another face to the uh, the Vortex gals. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm fairly excited, but those are those are kind of the. And main if you're things. a listener and you're going to be at Galley, tweet us and let us know. And yeah. let Sean knows so we can keep an eye out for you. Yeah, and If you see him, come up and say hi. Because even if your phone doesn't work in the hotel, eventually you'll walk up to a floor where it will, and we'll get the tweets. So, yeah. <laughs> or tweet us in advance saying, yeah, "Hey, I'm going to be there." And at least one day of the con, I'll be wearing a, uh, a, a a Tardis jersey that says Vortex Sean on the back. So you know, I should be fairly easy. To, to <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be able to spot Sean. Um, anything else? Other than that, it's proper con etiquette. Be nice, be friendly. Yeah. And 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 for me to, to and code. Yeah. Uh, for the guests that are there when you're in line to interacting with these people, always thank them. 
I just I, I appreciate the fact that these people. I mean, yeah, they're getting paid and you know they're getting autograph money and all that kind of stuff. But the simple fact of the matter is they're taking a weekend yeah. out of their lives, and a lot of them in Doctor Who fandom are coming from England. So they yeah. flew halfway around the world to hang out with us just for, a for weekend. their fandoms. So yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. thank for them for coming. Fans. You know, be, yeah. be polite and prove that you know they, they have great fans. Other than that, you know. Don't forget to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't easy to do. Try not to get the con crud. Don't get the con crud. Oh, yeah. Although the con crud didn't go around as bad last year as it did the two years oh, before the that. Two so. years earlier. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. Well, I think you brought it. <laughs> I did. I freely admit I got it. Gave it to you. So. All right. Well, now. News? Let's move on to news and do this the way we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, Moffat recently spoke about his Doctor Who future in, a, in an interview with Assignment X. Uh, gave some, he gave some thoughts on how long he might he thinks he might be running both Sherlock and Who. He said he never know in advance, that in advance. If we weren't enjoying it or we didn't think there was anything good left to do, we'd stop. But we haven't reached that point yet, is all we can say. He goes on to say, I can envision doing Sherlock for a while. For quite a while, possibly. fact that we only do it occasionally means it's not swamping anyone's schedule. He adds, eventually I'll stop doing Doctor Who because it stops me from doing anything else but Sherlock. Oh, anything else. But Sherlock doesn't swamp my schedule. doesn't swamp anyone. So I can imagine we'll come back and do Sherlock fairly often over many years rather than very often over a few years. So, so it sounds like his time on Who is shorter than it will be on Sherlock. But he still has no plans on leaving yet. So basically he didn't tell us anything no. except for... And it's interesting. He'll be with Sherlock longer than he will, Doctor. Well, but it's interesting the way that's phrased is that you know, Doctor Who's preventing him from doing anything else, obviously because of the time commitment. So it sounds for, like there's other stuff he wants to do. But Sherlock doesn't. He said, "I can see myself coming back to Sherlock periodically." Re- read that part again. Uh, so I could imagine we'll come back and do Sherlock fairly often for many years, rather than very often for a few years. So what you could interpret from that is that Sherlock is going... <laughs> more more two-year hiatus. More two-year hiatuses. <laughs> that they're just going to keep coming back and revisiting it and getting a seat, despite what the BBC wants. Uh, <laughs> well, really, it comes down to the showrunners and who's writing the scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And the availability of the actors. And fortunately, in this instance, uh, we're dealing with the BBC. So it's not like they can dangle a bag full of cash in front right, of them and exactly. say, do it! <laughs> They are budgeted and they are state run, so it's not like you can. And thank goodness, advertisers pushing anything. I'm sure they like to get that money from worldwide. This just in: Disney has purchased the rights to BBC Sherlock. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Aside from the DVDs, I haven't seen any Sherlock merchandise, at least in the U.S. Did you see they're doing a Sherlock con though? There is, yeah. Yeah. Um, No location or guest yet. Con related. I told you, Sherlock. No location, dates, yeah. or guests. No. <laughs> Just announced that. really, really early. But, but there is going to be a UK and a US base. Yeah. There is going to be a US base? There is going to be a US ah, base. Well, now I'm a little more excited about So it. there's going to be two conventions. So there you go. Moffat on the future. Uh, the other little piece of news, obviously, was just a little adjustment to a wardrobe announcement. Uh, the new boots, uh, the Doctor Who official <laughs> tweeted this out, the new boots worn by the Doctor are not Doc Martens. As our expert costume department believed, not much of an expert costume department, <laughs> in my opinion. But they were, but they were, but he, I believe they were. Just say what they were. You don't have to read. But this. they may wear them. In I'm the sure future. everybody's read this by now. So uh, I'm trying well, to find all the what cosplayers. It is. I guarantee you've read uh, it by now. 
after returning their shoes, going, dang it. Uh, They're Loke. Loke. Locke or something. L-O-A-K-E. A Ketterling-based footwear firm with a warrant of, of appointment to the queen. Ooh. These people dressed the queen, and now they're dressing the doctor. All right. And Capaldi apparently went in and was like, okay, I need some shoes. And this is... Yeah, <laughs> they he, gave him wingtip he, boots. He, he, he told them what he wanted, and they said, you need a pair of these. And he went, yes. So <laughs> Yes, I do. All right. Yeah, I feel like put, I could have Put them on that. the beads, Bill. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, what, like $300? Uh, 400, right? 400, 400 a pair. 400 pounds? 400 pounds. <laughs> Not even... 200 each. <laughs> It's 200 per Thanks, shoe. Per shoe yeah. <laughs> I could buy one left shoe now and come back for the right later. <laughs> Maybe a down payment on the second. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for news, right? Yeah, that's all it. Right, very good. Let's move on to feedback. First up, Dr. Phil sent in some audio. Let's his, give it a listen. His subject line is feedback the wrath, of the feedback to wrath of the feedback. <laughs> Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Hey guys, audio feedback number two with uh, putting on think that there was any um, issues between Tom and Lala being consummate professionals in uh, the eSpace trilogy in this season. That's not the case. It's well documented that there were spats between Lala Ward and Tom Baker throughout, especially State of Decay. And there's actually, you can tell in the story when they're not getting along because they're delivering their lines and they won't look each other in the eyes. That happens a number of times during this season, and it's also during State of Decay when they get engaged. So it's when Ramana leaves is when Lala Ward and Tom Baker get married, and their marriage only lasts for six months. So that's a bit of a correction there. There's plenty of documentation. Um, director Peter Moffat comments a great deal about the madness of directing them in um, State of Decay and that their the relationship issues are all over the place from being extremely warm to being not even talking to each other and being in the same place except when they have to be on on set. Um, so anyway, I just thought I would throw that there and um, um, there's more that, I, that I'd want to say when you guys get to the end of, of uh, Series 18 uh, when you do. And, and I'm kind of a little bit in Sean's regard um, and in his, in his mindset about, yeah, State of Decay has actually got some great ideas going on in it. And um, I would watch the documentaries on the making of all of them because there's some great documentaries about Bidmead commenting about how the writing for the season progressed and... Um, and that there's um, still some threads that, that happen in the Space Trilogy that, that play out later. So um, keep watching. So anyway, take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for uh, clarifying some things we weren't quite clear on. As always, we stand corrected. <laughs> well, we That's were the right. Great. They did marry after. We did say that they yeah. married yes. after. That was the only thing I think that we had. Right. <laughs> the one thing that I want to say is... is uh, Probably when it's pointed out to you that it's happening, you know, I probably would notice it now. I never saw any strife between the two in any of these three stories. Watch hindsight's twenty twenty. When I look back now, there were times where they would deliver lines without looking at each other, but I never got this impression. I never, yeah, yeah. Now, well, watching it, you know, it I never got the wasn't. vibe that it was they were delivering these lines not looking at yeah. each other because they were fighting. Right, I got, exactly. I, I took it <laughs> to that's be also that fans. They weren't looking at each other because right. they, they, the Doctor and Ramana had reached that stage in their relationship right. where they could play off of each other and not 
right. know, do that. Well, when you've read that that's happening, it's probably a lot more obvious, like I said. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure. it, it never came across to me. And I knew they'd had a tumultuous relationship even before they were engaged and married. So, so you never saw it. You, you, you can't deliver your lines looking at an individual, and then you marry him. <laughs> I, him talking about it makes me wonder why they even got married if they yeah, were if well, they were having that much trouble so tumultuous ma- before maybe they thought that would fix the problem <laughs> <laughs> and then she left some people think that will fix the problem and then the six problem. months later they realize they were wrong maybe, maybe, maybe it was just that case of opposites attract yeah. that they, oh, were, that they were just, you know maybe they had made up for whatever they were fighting about and then got married <laughs> on a whim I all right, Dr. Phil sent us another piece of audio following this one, and let's give that one a listen. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, it's Dr. Phil again, and um, just some extra thoughts at the end of the eSpace discussion. I know there were some discussions about the Divergent story arc, and the reason why that one was actually going to go on for another couple of years, but what happens, and I think there's a document in a few books on Big Finish, that that, that storyline for the 8th Doctor was cut short because of the announcement that the, that the show was, that Doctor Who was coming back to television. So they felt that they needed to wrap up that story arc very quickly, which is probably why the transition out of, of um, the Divergent story arc and until the end of Charlie Pollard is probably not the strongest 8th Doctor um, stories. Um, he does great performances still. Um but when we get to Lucy Miller, I think that's a nice kind of fresh restart for the Eighth Doctor. Um, another couple thoughts on um, on the East Space trilogy, and it's um, there was something that was said which um, which which um, wasn't accurate because it said well, which there was something that was connected to the East Space thing more is that the CVE, the closed vacuum embodiments that they travel through in full circle to get to East Space are central plot point of Legopolis at the end of the season. Now, that probably, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I probably agree that that was not um, as interesting as you guys would have hoped for making the East Space storyline a real trilogy. And, and I'm, and I'm one, I adore Keeper of Trakin. The music's in it's great. The set design makes it look lush. The performances in Trakin are great. The end of it's great too, but I won't spoil that. But sorry, Keith, Tom Baker's leaving. Bah! No, you already knew that. Um, but see, when I watched this for the first time, when and I actually watched um, from um, Attack of the Cybermen through the end of that season, and went back to Hartnell on PBS and waited till Tom Baker came along. As I had the Doctor Who program guide, and I watched. Um, everything in order. I even knew the plot synopses and I loved the beginning of series 18 because I, because I always kind of, is, is, is a kind of tonal shift that you see starting at Ark in space because robot was at the end of the production block of Pertwee's last season. And in fact was being filmed simultaneously with planet of the spiders, which is why, um, Liz Sladen and, and, um, Nicholas Courtney were in between, um, um, both productions, which, cause they were going on concurrently. But um, for um, and so I mentioned the divergent arc, which I wanted to mention. Um, yeah, what's what's funny though is is I know that that there's a lot of discussion about well, you know, you know, in hindsight, it looks like it sets up series nineteen, but except for really Earthshock, you know, the only other thing which is a great story and great directing in that, um, is that the only other story that really kind of thinks really outside the box in series nineteen is Kinda. 
in the same sort of surreal way that we have in Warrior's Gate. And we don't really get much of that again in Doctor Who. Um, I'm blanking here. But we don't get, I don't think we get anything quite that experimental again for a long time. Not that that's necessarily a good or a bad thing. Um, but it's just, it's, um, what's neat is because of the, um, and, and John Nathan Turner comments about it a great deal in his memoirs, is that, because there was kind of a vibe of it'll do because it's Doctor Who, because you can see how cheap, and it's also due to inflation uh, with Series 17, is that they try a whole bunch of stuff. Leisure Hive went way over budget um, because of all the experimentation with Quantel and, and how much time they took in the studios, is there's a great deal of experimentation in Series 18, which you, don't really, you really don't see in Series 19. Um, but... You know, I mean, Bidmead comments, you know, John Nathan Turner knew how the BBC worked. He knew how to get what was needed to make the show happen. And if anyone's not heard his memoirs, they're really quite interesting. Probably a little bit impersonal. There's not a lot of personality in them. But it really kind of does chronicle everything from his first um, time on the show, working back in Troughton's era, all the way through Dimensions and, oh God, that's awful, um, time. Um, but... Anyway, um, that's highly worth a listen, as is, um, if you've never heard the audio um, memoirs of Nicholas Courtney, they're also a great listen. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have coming up, and um, hi um, to Rachel. I finally got home from Indianapolis. I, I played a con- couple concerts in Indianapolis, so I got to see her and her husband, so hello, and um, hope you guys are doing great, and looking forward to the future. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Dr. Phil. Now, what was the name of the first audio? What did uh, you call that? Feedback to the Wrath of Feedback. So that was like a that sequel was, to last week. That was a sequel to last week. So shouldn't this one been uh, Feedback 3, the search for more discussion on the Heat Space Trilogy? <laughs> and the Divergent Universe. And the Divergent Universe, yeah. <laughs> he did send in some text, too. He also said, P.S. Laughed at the TTV face palm. Why... <laughs> Why that was okay compared to driving in Indiana on the 25th when I literally dodged two semis jackknifing with literally dozens of spinouts, cars in the ditches, and crashes all along the way. That felt very, very Mad Max slash Road Warrior by comparison. <laughs> really don't do well with the snow plowing or the salting in northern, in, in northern Indiana for some reason. Uh, what he didn't tell you is that there was a third piece of audio feedback that was recorded during that incident, <laughs> and he's opted not to send it in. Um, <laughs> not safe for work. Back, back to his audio. Uh, I'm sorry, Phil. We're poking fun at you. I'm glad you're okay. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Divergent uh, Universe, yeah. E-Space Trilogy. Oh, oh, oh. I had forgotten. Until he reminded me that there is a little bit. <laughs> the tie I think, in I think yes, and I think that there, there I, I think there's too much can be made of it. But yes, there is a, a bit of tie into all of that. But I, 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 it's been at least a year since I've seen Logopolis, so I can't remember exactly. But I remember, I know exactly what he's talking about. But I don't remember being that relevant. You know what I mean? That it that it really makes. It it doesn't really make eSpace any better based on the information that we get 
that ties us back into the space uh, time. So, but it is, that I remember, that I recall. Okay. Felt, it's been well, we'll see when since we get it aired there, since I watched it. This, I don't remember at all. Well, I don't at know, the very end of this podcast, when that Sean has promised <laughs> to put it very last on the <laughs> schedule we ever do. So. That makes no, Trocken will be last on the schedule. Oh, you <laughs> can't do them out of order. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It makes our statements on eSpace even more apt in the fact that if it's supposed to be a trilogy and they resolve stuff later, or there are more stuff later. It was later, supposed to be a trilogy. Well, I guess maybe the that's, point we made last maybe. week that it was a box set thing. So. Yeah. And I'm glad that you got to meet um, uh, Rachel and her husband. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And did you guys see that he posted on Facebook that it was not a cello <laughs> that I was closest? It's it actually a double, a double bass. bass. Yeah, I was I calling it a bass. So I'll take some credit for that being almost right. <laughs> it's all right, all over again. Well, let's get some more. <laughs> let's get some more monopoly all over again. Well, yeah, you better justify that later. <laughs> Who's up next? Up next Keith? is Alex. Alex writes, do not pass go, do not collect 200 credits. I didn't. <laughs> hey guys, Alex here with a couple different things I want to talk about. Since there's quite a few topics I want to hit, I'll try to keep things short and snappy as possible. Let's just slip in the novel-length novel territory of my last feedback. So without further ado, a list. Bum, 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 bum. One, the doctor's new groove. I mean, close. Though you have to admit, he looks—he does look pretty groovy. I personally am very pleased with Capaldi's costume, particularly with how low-key it, it, it is. Much like Eccleston, the minimalist approach gives his outfit a striking, almost in, intimidating vibe. And I'm hoping that this is indicative of the doctor we're going to be getting. I'm also very pleased with the resemblance to Pertwee's first promotional photo. After all, I'd love for Capaldi's take on the character to be more reminiscent of Pertwee. Two, the ABCs of book titles. I admit that photo challenges aren't usually my thing, but when I saw that you guys doing books, I just had to join in. Most of my Instagram books are po- uh, posts are of books I've been reading anyway, so it wasn't... Too much of a leap to start posting for the challenge. I've already compiled a list of which book I'm going to post for which letter. I'm not sure if you're supposed to do that, but my frantic sense of organization demanded that I choose in advance which books I would be using to make sure all my favorite authors were represented in my selection. I know, not the coolest way to spend an evening, but I'm afraid I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to the books. Alex, Aren't we all? That's perfectly acceptable because I, even if I don't plan it out in my head, I've already done it just instinctually <laughs> for any of these photo challenges that I do. So I, for the majority I of them. also, I haven't literally made a list, but I've gone through my bookshelf and said, okay, there's my I, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, no, and then the only problem is nothing when wrong with doing that. somebody takes my letter. <laughs> now, side note, well, not a side note, credit where credit's due. This isn't our photo challenge. Nope. It is Brittany's. Brittany, Brittany yeah. is, is, is running. In fact, Brittany has run the majority of She's run all anything of that you've seen. did ours, right? Well, and, and Rachel did one, too. And Rachel she, did yeah. one, too, I yeah. think she's done all the ABC. Yes. Anything that is the ABCs of has been uh, uh, Brittany. Yes. Uh, Rachel did the uh, 31, 31 Days, days of, of Doctor Halloween. Uh, Halloween, yeah. And then, of course, we did we just did the, the Doctor Who photo, Doctor challenge. photo challenge last year. Yeah, we should probably do another one. Yeah. Well, we talked about doing another one in March, and then March came and went. March is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> or a year later. Full year later. Full year later. 
Let it never be said that we don't get around to it eventually. <laughs> Keeper of trucking. Well, that's, All right. that's the thing. Brittany picked up the mantle for us, so she we did. didn't have to worry. We've, done, we've already done and two we've done Doctor Who related yeah, more ones since then. So. All right. Sorry, I didn't Actually, mean to interrupt. Actually, no, let him in. Did we do the first doc- ABCs of Doctor Who? We or did. was that her? Yeah, she did. Because I know she did classic and new. Yeah. So she did all three? Well, the first one that we did was just, we just favorite came doctor and favorite. Yeah, yeah we just did, okay. we just did I, I, topics. I so kind of like remember if we did the ABCs we and then the they, she said, no. "Oh, I'll take that and continue it." Or no, no. I don't think we. I don't, I don't remember us ever doing an ABC one. That yeah. was hard. She did yet. all the ABCs. He continues. <laughs> Three, the rings of Tutankhamun, or something. You guys were talking about this episode earlier, either in last week's podcast or the week before, and I wanted to offer my opinion on a subject that is a point of contention in fandom. You were discussing whether the old god from the story was living son or whether it was something living inside the sun. I don't personally think that the old god is either. I think he was a planet within the same star system as the rings rather than the star itself. If he was the star for that system, then the whole system, including the rings, would have had to form around him, meaning that the old god would have been alone, floating in space for millions and millions of years before sentient light ever began to developing in it and began to even started to develop in his vicinity. Considering how greedy he is said to be in the episode, it seems likely that he would have the patience to lay dominant dormant uh, dormant for the billions of years it would take for a civilization capable of making sacrifices to him to develop. Instead, I took from the episode that the old god was a sentient planet who had arrived in that system whilst the people of the rings were in the early stages of developing sentience. Not really an important point, I know, but I felt like it should. I should share that theory with you guys. Alex, I didn't realize this until I listened back to the episode that we talked about that. Uh, they did bring that up, and I wish I had chimed in then because I have always been under that same impression that it was a planet. That well, it was a we, we, we said sun. We made two that's, mistakes. That's we said a sun. falsehood right yeah, there. It is. Um, because all of these planets are not resol- revolving around it. In fact, that's why they go to that one particular planet. Well, and that's also why we talked about when we reviewed the episode that if the sun had gone out, right. it would have destroyed the civilization yeah. that was there. Yeah. So but it has to be a planet. A planet then that, it, doesn't, it wouldn't affect anybody other than planet would become dormant again or gone, you know, yeah. non-sentient sentient at that point. So, so we're, we're assuming the planet is still there. Yes. And it's just an entity yes. within the planet. So, so first mistake we made we was sun, folk. not planet. <laughs> um, as far as the length of time he was there, I think that's kind of an interesting idea. Is it, it something is. That, that, you know, is, is it an entity that took over this planet and set up shop or is it actually a sentient planet? That I think is where... Is, is it something that developed because sentient life developed around it or is it something that was just dormant and then came out because of the sentient life or did it come there in search of sentient life something they never really explored in the story no, and, and maybe really he maybe he actually is what was uh, you know an old god maybe he was around at the formation of the system but was dormant because there wasn't anybody around to feed him and well, it wasn't until true. that civilization got to that point that they were you know developing uh, you know different things that he kind of woke up and went food and, <laughs> and I think that's where that's that's the tech that's the area that that Alex is going with yeah. is the fact that he was dormant until uh, yeah he, there was something there that could feed him and then or did he go there specifically because there was a civilization he became gluttonous yes <laughs> so so many things that could yeah have well, well Alex well to be to be, 
to clarify, Alex thinks that he came to the civilization or to the area because there was a civilization, civilization there versus to feed him, as opposed to waiting. I think it was a planet of the same star system as the rings, rather than the star itself. If he was the star for the system, he would not have been impatient. Considering how greedy he was, as said in the episode, it seems unlikely that he would have patience to lay. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he is saying the yep. opposite. Yeah, but he's saying it came to that to area dormant. When, when they were in the early stages. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that we're still Alex, discussing Alex had the opposite <laughs> opinion of that. Thing. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I love that we're still discussing rings. <laughs> it's been a, almost a year. I still love the episode. Oh, it's wow. awesome. It's awesome. I still cry when I hear the song. Oh, well, yeah, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's twofold. All right. Uh, he continues for Games Night. I'm really looking forward to this episode since it's always fun to explore the various spinoffs that Doctor Who has accumulated over the years. Board games? Card we're not games? doing that now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's got Keith looked at me like, what? What, <laughs> what did we just spend an hour, Sorry, two hours it. before we recorded? Shuffle, it? shuffle, shuffle. Where's my show notes? <laughs> I didn't do my homework. I'm curious to find... And instead, book reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you and guys didn't listen to four Paul McGann audios for tonight? <laughs> Wait, I'm not doing Harvest Time. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> All right, go on. We've totally hijacked Alex's email. It's got the lot. I'm curious to find out how the Doctor Who card game works exactly. And so are we. <laughs> are you guys planning on playing either the Monopoly or the card game while you're recording next week? Oh, <laughs> we could have played while we recorded. I don't no, know. that would have been terrible. No. <laughs> I had enough problems trying to figure the game out. <laughs> I could not have sat here and played. In I did have to give everybody a crash course tonight. So. No. All right. <laughs> because if not, that would be a hilarious idea for a future episode or a side. I don't think we need to commentate. Well, now that we know how to play the game, maybe we could correct. commentate along with the card we game. We just have to make now sure we're a lot more clever while we play. You know, yes. you know who should commentate? Brian Blessed. <laughs> that would be awesome. And he takes the planet. <laughs> oh, he's laid down an attack card. Let's see. Oh, it's a Dalek! <laughs> no, it's a master. No one would have expected that. Die! <laughs> the doctor is alive. <laughs> Actually, it's more appropriate. Rory is alive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is more appropriate. <laughs> On many levels. Rory's alive. <laughs> okay. oh, all Alex, right. I have had the idea of when eventually we knuckle down and do it, that we maybe should record when we play the RPG. Just record the playing process. Oh, I thought God. that might be fun. I don't know if that'd be fun to listen to. Okay. <laughs> That's if we ever get to it. Um, we'll, right. we'll let you know yeah, about we'll that yeah, as, yeah. as, as plans right. develop. Right now, that's all for me this week. Can't wait to hear what Glenn says about the resurrection casket next week. Are you it's doing one that of my one? favorite Who novels. I thought I was doing Irish time. <laughs> so I'm lo- yes, yes, I'm doing that. So one. I'm looking forward to that review, especially. Until then, happy traveling. And by the way, it's harvest of time. It's not Harvest Time. It's the Harvest of Time is the title. Oh, oh crap. Right, right. I read the time. wrong book then. <laughs> this was all about getting the crops in in time. I don't, there was no doctor in the story. I kept going and going and going thinking, man, this is a Dr. Light book. But Why is this even Doctor Who? It was just some crappy farmer. <laughs> it reads like an almanac. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. 
going on and on and oh, on about man. duck ponds. And I was like, oh, this is where it's getting interesting. And then, no. No. Wrong pond. <laughs> it even predicted the future. <laughs> I said it was going to snow in two years. Uh, wow. We'd like to apologize to all farmers who listen to Traveling Vortex. Thoughts and opinions are, well, ours. Uh, Who's uh, next, Glenn? Because you have the list. Oh, I do have the list. Um, uh, Thanks, Alex. uh, Holly's next. That's what I thought. Holly writes, it's all fun and games. Until Glenn gets involved. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm hoping that everyone has been staying warm and hasn't gotten buried under too much snow or ice. I've been keeping an eye on the weather, and it seems like you guys are getting hit yet again. Oh, yeah. I've so had it with winter. I really don't like groundhogs. You know. Enough venting about the weather. As to my 8th Doctor audio listen, re-listen, and the corresponding Traveling the Vortex podcast, I have to say that I agree with what was said by you and your fellow listeners, and our fellow listeners. I'm so glad to be out of the Divergent Universe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking I'm also going to give the Charlotte Parload series a try when it comes out. I'm really liking Charlie. I see that she also did some of the traveling with the 6th Doctor. Are those audios going to be on the list for later listening in the Vortex schedule down the line? And the answer is yes, they are. We'll all be there eventually. On to the review. What can I say about Doctor Who Legacy? I love it. Even though at times it can be frustrating, I've gotten so close to unlocking Stormageddon these past couple of days, and then I wind up dying. May need to go back to some other levels and try and win some more time crystals. Don't even get me started on how long it took me to unlock River Song. Me too. I'm still trying to unlock Clara and a few others from the gang from Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Me too. Still on level 7. Damn those spoon heads. <laughs> I've been rotating my teams around to see which ones do the best, and I'm starting to think it can just be the luck of the draw when the orbs come down. As there is a lot to that. Sometimes I have some really nice combos already just set, waiting for me to make one more move, and then other times, not so good. Just like with the card game Cribbage. Sorry for this analogy, but it seems to fit. And I come from a family that plays this card game quite a bit, and it can get a bit cutthroat. <laughs> Sometimes you get dealt a really good hand. You don't want to toss anything into the crib, even though you have to. That sounds familiar. (laughs) And also, you try not to let it show on your face or cheer out loud when you get said hand because you don't want to jinx it later on. Other times, you want your whole hand re-dealt while trying not to glare at the dealer or grumbling to yourself if you were the said dealer of those cards. All right, enough of my tangent there. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these games. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Thank Holly. You, Holly. I don't think I've ever played forward cribbage. to talking about the game. Really? I don't think so. I enjoy cribbage, except there's math. <laughs> That's kind of uh, quite. A, there's a game that uh, when I, uh, Sarah's uh, cousin came in town quite a bit, we were playing, but I don't remember what it was called. I think it was bridge. I've, I've never bridge. played bridge. I've never played bridge, but cribbage. No, is... cribbage is quite different. Than Cri- that. Yeah, cribbage. You get cards, and there's a board. You move pegs, and stuff. oh yeah, there's yeah. no board. There's no yeah. board in cribbage. But, but yeah, it's you count. 15s, and so there's constant adding of cards to get up to 15, and it's... Yeah, too much math. I, I used to be good at it. I used to have those memorized, and it's been so... Because I used to play with my grandmother, and it's been so long now since I've played that um, I... Two plus two equals chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is... Chrissy. Chrissy. Chrissy writes, May the odds be ever in your favor. Dear Vortex Boys, Glenn... I don't know what it is, but I've noticed you somehow that somehow you end up reading all of my super long emails. I'm really sorry about that. If it happened again, <laughs> feel free to make Sean read it. Sean, go ahead. Okay. It the looks odds like weren't I... in my favor this time. 
Okay, it looks like we need to <laughs> get, get a couple of things straight around here. I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a Denver Broncos fan. The only reason I wanted them to win the Super Bowl was, A, I hate the Seattle Seahawks even more, and it was a choice between the lesser of the two evils, and B, I like Peyton Manning a lot, and I wanted him to win another Super Bowl. But this year's Super Bowl was just terrible all the way around. The game itself was boring, and the ads pretty much sucked. I think there were probably three that I liked, and they all came in the fourth quarter. It was the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen, and I've followed pro football since I was little. It's a sorry state of affairs when you've practically when you're practically begging for the halftime show to come back for an encore. Boy, that is so true. <laughs> Chrissy, we apologize for insinuating that you are a Broncos, Broncos fan. fan. Yeah. And for all the same reasons she watched she was going for the Broncos is the exact same reasons I was going for the Broncos. <laughs> all right, done with the sports talk until March. That's when the NCAA turn- basketball tournament starts. Woo! We're reviewing Doctor Who Legacy. First of all, Hooray that the three of you finally put it on your official review of it. This game is insanely addictive, and I love it. Uh, I did not expect to enjoy the game as much as I do. It helps that they're continually putting out new content for it and keeping it fresh and fun. It's an ambitious project they've taken on to make a playable level out of every season of Doctor Who, including the classic series. I can't wait till we get the classic. Obviously, they have a long way to go, but that just means that there's going to be plenty for us to enjoy along the way. And I'm anxiously awaiting the day when I can make my dream team of the fifth Doctor, Nisa, Donald Noble, Sarah Jane Smith, Ian Chesterton, and Barbara Wright. I've heard some critics call this game too simple or cliche, but for someone like me who isn't a hardcore gamer and just enjoys a nice game on my phone to pass the time, it's perfect, and I adore the music in the game. I don't know how this could be done, but I would like the soundtrack for the game, or at least have the tracks to download on iTunes. There are two different songs that play in the game levels, and my favorite is the slower violin and piano piece. I have no clue what we're what they're called, I can only describe what they sound like. Well, she didn't, though. <laughs> so whatever... Yeah, whoever, slow violin. Yeah. Slow violin. Yeah. So whoever created the music, great job. I would agree. And in fact, it's one of those things that you would expect hearing two of the same songs over and over and over again would just get monotonous, but I agree. I like both of the pieces well enough that it doesn't. It doesn't get old. I, yeah, I, is, it, is it sad that I didn't realize there was music? You probably play it with the sound off. I do. <laughs> so does Holly. <laughs> Holly. Holly, my wife, does the same the, thing. The media volume on my phone is off. <laughs> That's the default. It's My ringer volume's up and the media volume's down yeah. because if I'm on Instagram, I don't right. want that audio blaring whenever right. I scroll past it. Right, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, she goes on to say, I do have one tiny little complaint, and maybe the tiny Rebel Games folks will hear this. I play the game on my iPhone. When I get a phone call in the middle of playing a level, it makes me start my game over again when I hang up. Now, I'm not a tech whiz, and I don't know if there's a way to fix that, but but that is one thing I hope they can do something about. Or I just need to save my pennies and get an iPad, which I want an iPad uh, for other things, too. But... That's a small quibble and I, that I have with the game. I just enjoy it all the way around. Now, in addition to waiting for new Doctor Who to show up on my TV, I'm also waiting on new playable levels on the Doctor Who Legacy. And before anyone asks, yes, I did pay for the fan area. And I have also been working my way through that. Yay! Good job, Chris. As for the other games you're reviewing, well, 
I've played the regular version of Monopoly and Yahtzee, and they're lots of fun. I don't like to brag, but I'm a take-no-prisoners type of girl when it comes to Monopoly. My dad won't play it with me anymore. I kept kicking his butt. <laughs> I don't imagine that the Doctor Who version of either game would be too much different, but it would look cooler. That's it for me. Have a great weekend, everybody. And those heading to Galley, have a fun time and come back with lots of stories and pictures to share. Chrissy. P.S. I am not in a hurry for you guys to get to Caves of Androzani <laughs> on the Friday Night Who schedule. Yes, it's one of the best classic stories, if not the best, and I own it and I will watch it from time to time. But every time I do, I turn into a, the biggest crybaby ever. It's the death of my doctor. That's never okay. And I'm not in any rush for all the Friday Night Who peeps to see just how big of a wimp I am. So we can put that one off until the end. No big deal. Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's this, not the one we're putting on. No, we're doing it next week. <laughs> <laughs> that is so mean. Uh, and Chrissy, I don't mind reading your uh, long emails whatsoever. So. And Chrissy, I have bad news for you in that case that um, May. What's coming in May? Ooh. Get the tissues. May. <laughs> I'm going to put stock in. I'm, I'm going to say, Chrissy, I'm going to go so far as to say the odds may not be in your favor. <laughs> All right. Finally, Michelle wrote in. She wrote, don't play games with me. Don't ever think you're capable of that. <laughs> hey, guys, just want to ask, how much snow have you guys gotten? The official uh, we, uh, of the, the last was for the so the two days straight was was thirteen inches. Oh, was it thirteen? I thought it was fourteen. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen. It was twelve point five on the. We had it in our drive. It, it was thirteen. <laughs> Still in our drive on Wednesday when we were recording. Okay, thirteen. And then we got a little bit more today, so I don't know how much that was on top of it. 13. Boy, it really so just a little more like to foot, which is a lot of snow for us. But yeah, it is. Well, it was the third largest. Here's an interesting factoid for you. For those of you who don't live here, it was the third largest snowfall on record for the city of Topeka since they started keeping records of that kind of thing. Third largest 24-hour snowfall. Yes. Yeah. The two two preceding ones, which shocked and amazed me, were something like 21 inches and wow. 16 inches. Wow. I remember seeing that on... Uh, but they were like in 1912 and 1950 something. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, she continues because we've got two to three feet. No, three to four feet. Oh, I'm sorry. Three to four feet, about a foot. Oh, my God. Just the last week. <laughs> That's more than our records. <laughs> well, she's in Canada. Oh, she's in Canada. Yeah, she okay, is in well. Canada. But this is not that. Ours, ours is peanuts compared to what she's she. Got. I was in She's laughing at us like we laughed at Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Atlanta got Have you ever seen that picture? Of the the huge giant snowfall, and they've plowed a uh, like a road through there, and there's at least like 15 feet on each side, and there's cars driving through there, and it says Canada, and, and every time somebody gets a snowfall, it says, "Oh, aren't you cute?" <laughs> it's like this is what we deal with. Aren't you cute? Uh, she does. She says, "I've attached some pictures I took in our backyard when I took our puppies outside to pee." The first contains a snow-covered barbecue and picnic table. The second, the f and wow. the fifth, the frame of the, our trampoline. Uh, also, puppies for reference. Oh, there's a puppy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the third and fourth, the clotheslines, usually about my height, significantly. <gasps> wow. Sh 
shorter. Wow, yeah. The final picture. More puppies? I've attached is a picture of Cardiz. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Since apparently y'all don't know what he looks like. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what? That's kind of how I pictured him anyway. Wow. No, it's oh, not. I'm trying to. It's not. Oh, I just, I saved it instead of opening it. Ah. That's Cariz? That's Cariz. I'm sure that's from a big finish. It's uh, from cover. a cover, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, it's, uh, I think, I've, I've always pictured the lizard guy from Flash Gordon when I was a kid. But in the back of my mind, I assumed he was probably a little more humanoid looking. And yeah. he, he certainly is. Well, in order to play off as the Archduke, yeah, kind of have right. to be more right. humanoid. And you put a wig on that, you might be right. <laughs> Put a wig on that. <laughs> uh, now, I believe this podcast was supposed to be all about Doctor Who games. Uh-huh. I'll post those pictures, by the way, Michelle, on our website. The game I played most is, of course, Doctor Who Legacy. <laughs> it's addictive but slightly repetitive to the point where I've gotten bored while playing it but still mentally playing it when I'm not. <laughs> I've also played bits of some of the other computer-slash-mobile device games, but not, but end up, but usually end up losing interest. I own several of the non-electronic Doctor Who games, Monopoly, Yahtzee, which apparently wasn't in the Gmail dictionary. Also, I've got two if anybody wants one. Dibs. You're just giving it away. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, You've already got my address, huh? <laughs> I'm going to see her next week. Oh, no! <laughs> Touché. I bet you put like a $5 mark and you got it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that could be a rage. Buy her an autograph. That could be, that could be a rage. Oh, you should bring it and the three of you can play. Yeah. That could be arranged. That could be arranged. There you go. And you can include it in the site. Or you could give it to Sean and bring it back for me. <laughs> That could be... No, no, no. <laughs> Darn, <laughs> That's I not so much. Uh, she continues with, I don't get many opportunities to play these as I don't know that know many Doctor Who fans who live near me and don't have as much cause to play board games with the ones I d- who do. Do you think it would be possible to play the Doctor Who card game over Skype? That's all for now. Looking forward to seeing Sean at Galley. Uh, uh, it's possible. That, well, I mean, it would be tough because... As long as you can see both tables. Well, there's enough... I guess there's a re- enough of repetitive amount of cards that it would be fair. Oh, that uh, would be hard. I think there's more than one of each support card. But I think there's certain enemies that only have one in the entire deck. So if you were having to play with two decks, you would have to have a way to systematically pull them from one person's deck so that they couldn't. Po- they both couldn't possibly get them. Or... You just say that those are going to be double cards and they do count. I, just play with double There would be deck. a lot of factors that you would have to figure in. And it would also determine rules. how many people were on each end because, for example, if four of us were playing here or three of us were playing here with Michelle on the other end, we're obviously going to burn through our, our draw be, pile a lot yeah, faster yeah. than she is Restrict to get to that in well. the game. So and I Michelle, we found out tonight you have to play with three to four players, so you can't, you couldn't just do one-on-one over, over Skype. Um together that wouldn't work so it would yeah. be interesting to see it would be it would it's almost, probably possible but very extremely difficult it almost be easier if it was three people at different locations yeah yeah that would that that certainly would be better oh, i think that would be still going to run into still be difficult still going to run into the deck idea. idea issue but i guess everybody has the op- opportunity to draw the same cards excuse me Tree Frog, Frog game should make an online version of the card game. Yeah, where then, you can play with you other people. Play online. Yeah, there you go. 
and then it wouldn't matter like because you'd, be, you'd virtually be using the same decks. So yeah, I'm going to challenge you just to make some new friends. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds simpler. <laughs> uh, you know, now okay, so you don't have many friends that live near you that would be interested in playing. You have like 12 feet of snow on the ground. I've seen the pictures of your backyard. You guys aren't doing anything outdoors. You should stay in and play board games. Well, apparently they can't get to each other with four feet on the ground. Oh, maybe that's the difference. Okay. Nah, they're Canadian. They, they can probably get, to get around. <laughs> they're used to it. Uh, they also probably have uh, snow crews that are equipped to handle that much. That's certainly true. Going to the store, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Go to play the Doctor Who game, eh? Sorry, Stranded in your car, aren't you cute? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, 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 we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll see see. What we maybe, can there, maybe there's a way that we can involve you in one of our games. That's it for feedback. All right. Well, I guess we're ready to move on to our reviews. I guess what we didn't hash out in the, uh, in the pre-show meeting was how we were going to do these in what order. So I vote we make everybody wait for Legacy. No, <laughs> I, I say we, do we start last. with Monopoly. Uh, yeah, let's start with Monopoly. All right, let's start with Monopoly. We'll save the best for last. I agree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only been chomping at the bit to review Legacy for the last I don't know two and a half months. That's but, why we're making up. Yeah, last. yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! We ran out of time. Ah! Well, I guess it'll be next week. <laughs> oh wait, Sean won't be here. Well, I guess it'll be no! the week after that. <laughs> You're me. Oh, well, we can't only review. Well, uh, I'm releasing a side trip. <laughs> 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 All right, well, what's you? going? The game is awesome. <laughs> Keith, what's That's the wrong, synopsis for uh, Doctor Who Monopoly? Uh, it's long. You really want me to read it? The universe is it under really? siege. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh, it is. Okay, just do the first paragraph. That <laughs> und- un- undersells it. Celebrate. Well, that's all right. Okay, that's, wait. That'll be about half a big finish. It's real synopses. Here, here's a shorter version. Tour of the galaxy for the hottest properties. Episodes, spaceships, and landmarks are all up for grabs. Invest in houses and hotels. Then watch the rent come pouring in. Make deals with other players and look out for bargains at auction. (laughs) There are many ways to get what you want. Stay sharp because there's only room at the top for one. Everyone else, there's bankruptcy. Trade your own... Trade your way to success. Success, you can own it all. Success. (laughs) Okay. Success. I don't remember any of the others. That would make the game infinitely more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the other part talks uh, about... Yeah, probably illegal in those states, including cetera, Utah. Uh, <laughs> and play with Sarah. She's nice. Who wants to go first? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. dun. Don't, yeah, don't play with Sarah. <laughs> she's, she's cutthroat. And she was pretty grumpy that she, she was. She was awesome mad that she lost to you. <laughs> Uh, not Can you everybody imagine getting Sarah there. and Chrissy together to play this? I think the rest of us might just have to sit back and watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sarah is decept- very competitive, deceptively yes. cutthroat uh, about it. Very because she's nice to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> she just tricks you into get- getting what she needs, and you don't realize what she's doing to him. Oh, I saw it the whole time. <laughs> Believe me, she didn't have me fooled. She had everyone else. She did. She snowballed all the rest of you guys, but she didn't snowball me. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, I wasn't the design. Fooled at all? I just backed the wrong horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you've known me longer. Yeah, what was wrong with you? Well, that's why. <laughs> Anybody but Glenn, pass it on. <laughs> 
There was a private and it still didn't work out before you did it. We've been planning this Monopoly game for weeks. I had a strategy. Everybody was in on it. Secret messages and still still didn't work. All right, the design of the game. I like the design. I think that the by choosing there's some decisions. I think I question why they chose that. I tell you, I think that I I was a little put off by the fact that they used episodes, and these are all new series episodes. No, they're not. No, oh, they weren't. That's right. But, uh, mostly. They were mostly. But yeah, no, they weren't. They were. But that. I was I was a little put off by the fact that oh. they had used um, episode tells. But then if they had used – originally I thought they should have used planets. And then after I thought about it, that's what Star Wars already did. They already had already done that. So Actually, there are more I'm a little, classic stories than there are new stories. Are there? I'm a little there more appreciative. New, new stories. I'm a little appreciative that they used the episode titles instead. Uh, based on the fact that it had already been done before with planets. So. Well, and what's... Uh, I mean, seriously. There's Scaro, Mondas, and Telos. I can't think of any other major planets new off Earth. the top of my head. Well, the new, 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 new Earth. Rexa, Phallic, That wouldn't fit on the board. Clom. Clom. Akatan. I guess Trenzalore. But Trocken. Um, Legopolis, um, although that's... Is Castro that planet? Valva. Yeah, Castrovalva. I don't remember if that was the planet uh, name or not. It's been so long. I kind of like how they, 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 they did it. What was the web planet called? They it actually had a name. Keith, there's a lot. Okay, well... <laughs> there are a lot. Well, well uh, or, Gallifrey. Or, Gallifrey. In, in keeping with, you know, it is Doctor Who, what about time periods? Time periods would have been, been cool. cool. That would have yeah. been kind of cool. Except for do you do time periods, Earth time periods, or do you do... Apple backslash 5A. Yeah, I mean, well, do you do that kind of thing? That, that's where it becomes more difficult, because then it does become all Earth-based, and then it does become yeah. more... The feel of the new series, which felt like it was always set in yeah. on Earth, especially in the if early days. If this were the RCD so. era Monopoly, it would be all Earth-based. It would all be Earth-based. We're not saying that we know how to fix it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> We're just no, saying... No, there's nothing wrong I, with it. I, I, it I the, like episode, the episode titles is cool. They have some really and great pictures on there. And the them in by villain... Yes, I think is yes, great. That was neat. Um, there are a couple things I question. Like, now go around the board the, and tell everybody who okay. the villains are. So quickly. you start at go with Ice Warriors and Chris Peladon. So all of Autons. their stories are those particular. But, but they could have done Seeds of Death, Doom, Doom, Doom as a like where they're actually more villains than Chris Peladon. That's Curse true. of Death. Curse of Peladon is the episode that they're yeah, listed. Yeah, or Seeds of Doom? Seeds. Yeah, that's the other... Or is it Seeds of Doom? Second yeah, Doctor. The, the problem is that lumps it all in the second Doctor. Well, I think that's why they did it. They were spreading it out over Doctors and yeah. Eras, too. Uh, and then Autons with Spearhead, Terror, and Rose. Yeah. Santarans with Time Warrior, Two Doctors, and Poison Sky. I could almost maybe see going with Santaran Experiment more than Two Doctors, but they were trying to spread it out more. Were, uh, that would have been two in the baker if they'd have done that. Kind of, so. Well, no, Time Warrior's third doctor. Yeah. yeah, but you'd have had two in the baker area, whereas now you have one. Oh, you mean in general? Yeah, in general. Well, no, no, no. Wait, what were they Poison again? Sky, yeah. two doctors, and Time Warrior. Oh, two doctors. I missed that one. Okay. That, yeah. That's the one yeah. I'm like, oh, eh, maybe. Uh, doctor Who and the Silurians, Warriors of the Deep, and Good Man that Goes to War. For Silurians. Yeah. Which that new who one is kind of okay? You want to include Bastro? I understand that, but uh, well, cold, I think they needed a cold new blood. Who one could have been 
There was a Silurian two-parter before the Bastra. Uh, The Master, Claws of Axos, Survival, End of Time Part 1. Which, Which, Sound of Drums... (laughs) Is a much stronger Master episode. Um... I think you're being way too it's, critiquing here. I, I don't. It doesn't really shock, matter. It still plays like Cyberman. Monopoly. So oh, we uh, got some cool pictures. The Daleks, and, Genesis of the Daleks, Victory of the Daleks, Arkham Infinity, and End of Time Part Two for Time Lords. Yeah. Overall, my, I, I, my biggest complaint was the pewter pieces. Yeah, we, in fact, pieces. we ended up playing. We, with, we didn't yeah, play we with did. the pewter pieces. <laughs> yeah, we ended up playing we with the mini pigs. They were awesome. Which, no, 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 no to the listeners, huge disappointment. any board game that requires you to move a piece around a board, ten times cooler when you use a minifig. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who minifig just makes the game work. I would agree. I give the game a huge points for including this, because there are, instead of, uh, what is it, community, community chest, chest and chance. Yep. It's units and uh, Gallifrey. Yeah. Huge props to the game for using one of the unit cards is Yokranos and his tribe rush to your aid. Huge props for that. That was a good one. Dive! <laughs> Big negative uh, mixed props for this other one. I just put the wrong one away. Uh, pay repair fees of 100 credits to San Francisco Hospital after they save your life. Props for including an eighth Doctor card. Negative. For negative for getting it wrong. Getting it wrong. <laughs> it did not save you your life. You killed him. The San Francisco <laughs> Hospital did not save your life. You are they, solely they, they responsible him. for his regeneration. You you saved your life when you regenerated. They pretty much had nothing to do with that other than causing the regeneration. Yes. The only other thing I think I'm I, sure the hospital lawyer is going to pull back and say, "Yeah, see, we saved your life. <laughs> You're not dead, are you?" <laughs> Uh, the only other uh, real comment I have about the game, it's Monopoly, obviously. Um, I think they kind of missed the boat somehow with the hotels and houses. Yeah, I do, too. I, that's, yeah, I don't, that I don't, was my other big complaint. I, I don't know what they... There are hotels and houses. I, I mean, the house could have been a TARDIS, but what would the hotels be? I think the hotel should have been the TARDIS. Yeah. But I don't and know that, what the well, houses well, Yeah, that's been. the problem, is you have the one. What's the other? Sonic screwdrivers. I don't know. Canines. Canines, yeah. And that's that's another. Thing. If you're gonna have Peter pieces, have a canine. Yeah, no kidding. I can't believe there wasn't. I mean, canine. I know they were trying to. There was a dog in the original Monopoly. How could you miss yeah, that? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And a hat. And a car. Why wasn't there a hat? Why wasn't there? Why wasn't I mean, there a Bessie? Totally. Oh yeah. Bessie. Yeah. That, that, this, been... that is honestly that's my biggest complaint with this is that okay it's Doctor Who themed Monopoly, but it didn't go far enough yeah. to theme itself Doctor Who. We've got a cool board with you know pictures. I on wonder it. how much of that is. Monopoly. Well, but they ch- they changed it for Star Wars. Yeah, they did. A but lot that was that was before they started doing everything Monopoly. No, no. Well, it was among the first wave, but they've been doing a lot of different was... Monopoly before Star Wars came out. Yeah, they had Star the Coca Cola of... version. They had the they've had all kind. Of NASCAR, no, NASCAR was later. Um, no, nah, they had a bunch of them out before the Star Wars Monopoly came out. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Somebody will write in and correct me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, if, if you're going to do it, let's let's theme it. And I, I don't know if they were just concerned I mean, that they were going to lose the Monopoly feel. But, I mean, it's still I plays like Monopoly. It's like so you I don't said. It had a car. Why couldn't it be Bessie? They had a dog. Why couldn't it be Canine? Yeah. I mean, is this, it, well, how much more Monopoly is that? And the, 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 the Doctor Who Bucks. 
Yeah, that was kind of weird. Which they're just, doesn't make sense. They're just monopoly. I would have preferred. I would have preferred them just be dollars. You know, I mean, didn't they move to bigger denominations after, later in the uh, making of these games? Because it seems like I don't remember the denominations that I grew up with. Now these are ones I thought, that are, I and I have the on. original version. Well, of that's the game. what I'm saying. I think like, I thought later on they up the denominations more. Oh. Uh, I don't know. This has what the I think there may be like one of the anniversary editions. You may have gotten a larger bill or yeah, two, but you probably. still get all because all your rent and everything is you know twelve dollars. So. Right. Oh, I thought they rounded everything up. They, so they might have eventually, but they went with the old school with this one, regardless of what they've done on anything else. <laughs> and then there was that conversion rate because everything's in pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? At the very least, they <laughs> yeah, should have done the, it the, the pounds. More I mean, sofas. That's what it should have been. You should put sofas down for the houses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody yeah, hides behind the yeah, sofa. Behind and then you get a TARDIS when you bring it up to the hook. <laughs> I, I don't like know. I'm that. stretching no, here. I like that. No, that's a good idea, Sean. It's just one of those things that's like, you yeah. know, don't get me wrong. I think they did a good job with it. Here's the thing. It's we not still what had fun we playing it. It looks nice. It doesn't look great. And it's Monopoly. It doesn't play any different. Yeah, it doesn't play any yeah, yeah, different than Monopoly. Which that's something I would kind of like to see happen in all these, you know, special editions is, well, can we have a, like, Doctor Who rule set that has some yeah. some variants Agreed. that you could introduce time travel and reset the board? You, you take a picture of the board at one point in the game and then you have to reset the board back to that level? That'd be kind of cool. Something we didn't Difficult, do... but why something, not? Something we didn't get to was... One of our fans was, is going to write us a whole list of new Monopoly rules. Well, <laughs> so here, play it this way. Along those lines, something we didn't get to was uh, Yahtzee, but it's my understanding that that does have a different, like, a rule version that Does is it? not just collecting because he had mentioned the dice and I looked at it and while they're, each side is a different villain yeah. they're still numbered oh they are numbered they See, are numbered. so they, this sounds like the gameplay then is the same they, there as it's well. just a smaller number with a nice little picture so on they the just they, they themed it in the sense that they just put the pictures yes. on there so that it was they could say it's Dr. I'm going to kick you under the table <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we're never going to get him to play it now I, nope I won't now well, no, no I love Yahtzee no I would play I, would, I was going to say I would play likes, Dr. Who Yahtzee I, I would play it if Michelle sends it to him. I love Yahtzee <laughs> I love Yahtzee he may but, not but if I don't it. if I don't get it from Michelle I will never play it with you <laughs> Michelle, tell him to play it. Just wait till his birthday and somebody gets it for him yeah, and he'll play go. it. All right, I'll play it then. And a themed cup. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. What are we reviewing next? So Monopoly gets a. Eh, it's Monopoly from everybody. Yeah, it's Monopoly. It's Monopoly, and it could have been themed better. Uh, simply, simply that. Is it worth your $33 no, to go purchase? No. If you don't already own a, a Monopoly <laughs> See, set I, yeah. and are Maybe. a huge yeah. Doctor Who Absolutely. fan, yeah, sure, it's yeah. worth it at that okay. point. If you already, seen or if you got it Star as a present, Wars. you got it as a gift, yeah. Or if you get it as a gift, yeah, sure, I got no problem with that. But if 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 you don't, if you already own a Monopoly and you're kind of thinking, yeah, oh, maybe I'll get the Doctor Who Monopoly, save your money. Yeah, I agree. Well, go, go buy a big finish audio. <laughs> <laughs> or if you buy them online, buy a few. Sometimes they're cheaper. But if you are oh, going to buy the Doctor Who Monopoly... If you are going to buy Monopoly, buy Doctor Who Monopoly. Yeah. If you are going to buy the Doctor Who Monopoly, already? buy it through the Traveling the Vortex, yes. the Amazon, <laughs> Amazon page. Absolutely. The Amazon. The Amazon. Yeah, well, let's do the uh, card game next. All right. Well, there's a synopsis on there. So read it. Yeah. It's long, too. So no, I'm it's only, not. It's long. <laughs> no, no, just... That's the... the 
highlighted text. Come on, Keith. Well, there's more text Get with than the just game. that. Get with the game. We live in a dangerous universe, brimming with aliens and creatures who mean us harm. We do not stand alone, but we do not stand alone. From a lost world, the last of its kind, the Doctor can be relied on to protect the weak and stand up to intergalactic bullies across time and space. Dun dun dun! <laughs> I love this. I love this game. It's a it's, it's a I lot really of fun. We played this for the first. Well, I, I had played it a few times with Holly and Caitlin, but we all played this as a group as a first time. And I mean, was I a decent game master, guys? I mean, I know there was some question about things and some things that I forgot about until we started playing, but. I won. How, how I think often? you did an outstanding job. <laughs> how often have you Not played by this? Much. Uh, this was probably my fifth time to play. It. You did a great job. Fifth or sixth. <laughs> if you had it, if you if you played it like twenty times, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, still doing no, it. No. Well, well, the other well, thing is, we Holly and I and Caitlin hadn't played since back before Christmas. So, uh-huh. so yeah, I don't know what these time points are for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew what they were for. I well, just can't remember if there were other the, things besides what we were originally doing with For it. those that haven't played the game, Glenn, give us kind of uh, how the game works. It's basically, it's, it's hard to describe without, because coming from having played trading card games or uh, collectible card games, it's it's basically a term, turn-based battle game, battle card game is what it is. And it, on the core of it, it's uh, attack and defend and location-based, and it's you equate numbers, uh, sums of numbers based on how much power a card has, and the difference between those determines whether you win or lose. Um, You're also trying to take locations, which are are tantamount to the game, because they have what are called victory points, and then you have to have the most victory points at the end of the game. And so it's a matter of, of trying to take over locations, defending locations, attacking locations, and essentially trying to amass the most victory points that you can throughout the game. And there's different mechanics to do that. They See must. the hill, take the hill. Yeah, exactly. There's support cards, which allow you to um, manipulate the game or manipulate certain situations in your favor. Um, there's obviously enemy cards, defender cards, location cards, as we talked about. And then, uh, am I missing a card set? That's it, right then? I just hit Location, the... enemy, defender, support. 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 That's it. Um, you also get what are called time points that you can use and spend those to get additional cards, or you can use cards to get additional time points. And, uh, Which pretty much you use to get additional points. Yeah. But cards. overall, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, defend or conquer uh, game, and you try to uh, capture territories and, and, and hold them. Yeah. Big, big, um, strategic. I like it. Then again, this is coming from a TCG guy who's played some TCG cards. It it's don't be scared off by me saying that because what does TCG stand for uh, trading card game is what they are, and those are basically games that you collect the cards and you build decks based on those. Now this doesn't do that. This would the, the nice thing about this is it's completely totally even. You're you're all dealt out the same so unlike amount Magic the Gathering, of cards. Where right. it's yes. a collectible aspect exactly. to it, and you have to go out and continually um, rebuy cards. You're dealt you out an even a, yeah, you're you're de- build dealt decks. Out, yeah, you're dealt out an even amount of cards. Your decks are built as you play, or your hands are built as you play. Um, it's just basically the base uh, power ability that, that now, is the same as TCG. What's nice is they could release cards as expansions. I think they certainly could with this. Which I hope, I kind of hope they do because that would be great ways to. I suppose add it to depends it. on how popular this game has been, though. Yeah. Because if it, I mean, if, if it's it sold popular, well, they would do that. And if not, but this is this, I think this game's two years old now. 
Maybe longer than that. So, because well, it was a galley when we were there last year. Yeah, that's true. Because you were. Uh, it covers, I got it for Christmas, not this last Christmas, but two Christmases ago. So, it, it for the most part is season five and season six centric. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's no season seven, so that no. should and give then, you kind of a guideline yeah. of where it is. And it might even, I don't remember entirely, having not seen every single card, might even be predominantly season seven A heavy. Or season six A heavy, sorry, because they split season six up. And I'm trying to think of a card that was in the second half, and it's not popping up right away. Well, and it's interesting too. I mean, maybe it's meant to be, maybe not. But some of the cards, for example, there were the location was Scotland. Yeah, which yeah. we haven't visited Scotland. In I automatically default to Jamie. Jamie, yeah. you know. So well, the Time Lord's car has. Uh, Timothy Dalton on it, and that's from series. And there's a canine and a Captain Jack. Yeah, there's a canine so, and Captain Jack. But it's still primarily. And, and there yeah. are some things like Dalek the Doctor Sack. is the eleventh Doctor. The companions are Rory, oh, Amy, uh, and River Song. And River. The Minotaur. That's it. Okay, so it does go. Yeah, step into season in six, God part Conflicts. two. Yeah, that's right. So I'm wrong. Um, there are some really the majority of it is though series five and six, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah it's, it's very heavily. Five and and, and it's about the time that it came out, probably was as season six was ending. So that makes sense. And the um, it's, it's I'm trying to. If anybody's played Munchkin, in in some ways, it's a, I think a little reminiscent of that. That, that you have attack cards and you know yeah. that you're, you're kind of you and it's know, draw based. And it's draw like, based draw. and. and um, some of that structure. Yeah. Um, the look Whoever of Whoever designed like, it is apparently award-winning and done other games, so it's probably similar to some other games he's done. Who is yeah. it? I don't know. Uh, I thought maybe you had that right available when you said that. Martin Wallace. Responsible for such games as Discworld, Ankh, Monk, There's Mork, a Discworld card pork, game? Wow. And a few acres of snow. <laughs> Sounds like a game for Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> The look of the cards is very cool. Oh, I love the design. Is, yeah. that they uh, use, it's kind of uh, a watercolor look, I think. And, and for some of them, some it almost looks photorealistic, like the Daleks. The Daleks look photorealistic. Uh, some of the characters. The Tessalacta looks... But others, it's Which obvious. Which would have been uh, Season 6B, because that's... Uh, that doesn't come that, out until the good man goes... Or no, Let's Go Hitler. Yeah, you're right. And Winnie the River Song. Yes. Yes. But the, you know, some of the, like the, the Although first, technically it was there in uh, Day of the Moon, we just didn't know it. <laughs> Impossible um, astronaut Day of the Moon. Technically, yeah. So um, <laughs> the, the, the 11th Doctor card, it, it's that one image of him with the blue background. And we've all seen that image a uh, hundred times, but the fact that it's done in uh, an art rendering as opposed to... And it's the same Amy Pond we've and seen. And the same with Amy and, and, and Rory. Rory. You know, and River. professional photos, really, but... I don't know. I just I really I enjoyed the game. I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. What did you think, Mel? I uh, I'm not very good at strategic, and I found this one a lot easier to follow than some of the other strategic games that I've tried to play in the past. So, for I mean, I was getting into it. <laughs> I got all excited. I was like, "Ooh, you, I finally got very close to winning." Too. You were big man on campus for most of the game yeah, too. Until I made a very Bad mistake. <laughs> Keith opened the door for your demise. You should be really mad at him. He really did. I, yeah. 
I made some very bad tactical decisions well, that I wish I wouldn't have made. To be fair to everybody, I'm the only one that had played this before, yeah, and we it only a got a chance experience. to play one game before we recorded tonight. So, um, But ho- ho- fortunately and hopefully there will be uh, more in the future, many more. In the future. I would like to play again. I would like to play again as well. Same here. I would definitely like to try again. So thumbs how, up from everybody on this one. How much one. does this one run? Uh, you know, I don't know. I got this one for Christmas. So Is it on the box? I'm guessing 30. It's not on the box. I don't think it's that much. It's not that Hold much. Hold on, let me look. Real quick. While Keith does that. <laughs> we spend more time looking things up on this we show than so we do. We spend looking things up on this show. We never uh, said we were prepared. <laughs> there is... Um, uh, because we never are. A slight danger, uh, I think one of the downsides to this game, is the instructions can be a little yeah. maddening. They can be open Inter- to interpretation. Yeah, because exactly. they are open to interpretation. That's what I was going to say. It depends on who's reading and on how they interpret it. Yeah. We did have a couple of instances where we made house rules, although I think I would go back on one of them that we made now. And Which one? The support cards. I, oh. think we would, I think I would fault back to what I was expecting. What I was explaining, oh, trying as to far explain, as having it in your hand they can only be used yeah. during an action. During during an action. action. Um, okay. I need to, and, and unfortunately couldn't do this ahead of time, but I need to go to the website and see if there's some FAQ that would certainly help with some of the questions. Because sometimes games, especially strategy-based games, if there's something that's not clear, you can often go to their it's, website it's, it's and somebody else was on asked, Amazon. Yeah, that's what I assumed. And somebody somebody would have already asked that question, fortunately, and, and, mm-hmm. and it would have been addressed by the game developers. So I, I think what I'll do is I'll take some of those questions back to the website and see what we can we can get on some answers. And on if they haven't asked, yeah. submit those questions. Um, but it, it's simple enough to say if you don't understand the rules or, or the rules aren't clear, I guess I should say, that you simply just make a house ruling on it and go with that until you can clarify those rules later as well. So. Anything else in this one? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide. We, we joked about it while we played, and that, that because we, we kind of come from that TCG background where we've played other games that are far more technically involved yes. <laughs> than oh, what yes. this one was, that maybe some of our problems with the rules were that we didn't feel but like we were given enough. We were probably you know, making it more difficult. Yeah, than exactly. Yeah. That, that, that maybe it's just the way you, you had problems passing the cards. Well, I had problems <laughs> drawing the cards, passing the cards, and I had problems thinking. Just called you out. <laughs> I love you, baby, but it's like awesome. All right, wait a minute. Okay, so I I pass which direction? Yeah. All right, this way. Okay, and then and then I wait. Oh, I forgot to draw. We went all the way around. <laughs> we the, never got that. All the way around the around the way around the. I had that one. We went all the way around the corner the without Sean realizing he hadn't drawn. No, I had Santarans over from over Silurians on it for most of the day, but well, because the the play proceeds in one direction and pe- cards get passed to the, the other, other direction. I had that yeah. one at the very. I never saw that. One. I should have used that one. Viewers can't see what you're doing. I don't do I that to but, um, or listeners. I keep calling viewers. viewers. <laughs> well, someday they'll be viewers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I, I think maybe that we were. Because of our background with the TCG, specifically the Star Wars TCG from Wizards, that we were kind of used to being very, very, very literal with how cards were read, and they really boxed you in. Because if you left those cards open to interpretation, it really changed the structure of the game pretty significantly. This one I don't think was meant to be, this is how literal you have to read it. It just does what the card says it does, but we were looking for those fine-tuned pointings. So that may be something to keep in mind if you also come from that background where you're familiar with that kind of play. If you play magic or something along those lines, beware. Leave the brain at home, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and don't and, and, don't think too much while right, playing it. Right. I think yeah, that's certainly what we're doing. I think was overthinking it. But, but on the other hand, 
bring your strategy cap because mm-hmm. and see that's where I think I fail at because I you and and this is that legacy game goes in with that legacy game. Sean tried to show me that legacy game and I'm like ah okay mine exploded. <laughs> Let's just go on to something else because yeah no. This I didn't find as complicated to follow and to get involved in as that legacy game. Well, I made the mistake of trying to launch into the and look what you can do here. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to just saying, well, when you've been playing a long time, it's, it's easy to do it's, that. It's, yeah. it's easy yeah. to say, hey, look what you, you can do. You here. don't move sideways. You couldn't do that when you started, so <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't expect the, the people that were trying to explain. Yeah, it to and you. I did. I launched into the and you could do this and this and yeah. this and look how cool it is and look at all these combos and yeah, well, I, not to mention yeah. we were, I was getting ready for bed when he's trying to explain. <laughs> but you know, but but yeah, I didn't find this one, you know, at all hard to follow and uh, catch on to, and not coming from playing other card games and stuff, I thought it was very very well put together and uh, very enjoyable. I look forward to playing again. Cool. All right. Well, reviews all around. Should we move on to the super awesome game that is Doctor Who Legacy? Yeah, I don't know about for super me? awesome game. Oh, it's super <laughs> awesome. All I hear about is, and he's still ahead of me. <laughs> uh, you got a synopsis, Keith? I'm, I'm uh, just realizing I didn't have one. Hold on. Be prepared. He does keep showing me, you know, he'll, he'll give me updates on his game and stuff and say, look who I've gotten now. One of Guardian's top 50 Android and iOS games, a massive achievement for Doctor Who games, stands out as one of more free-to-play games, a game that isn't fierce gamers but out to please every Doctor Who fan, strikes a solid blow against the cynics. What was that? Sadly, I can barely hear what you were saying over the music. I so loud. <laughs> Description. Accessible gem matching puzzle game. Easy to pick up and play for all casual gamers with the brand new saga in the doc- life of the Doctor. From 8 to 80, Doctor Who Legacy is suitable for a puzzle game a suitable for puzzle game fans of all ages. That's on the Android Marketplace description. Now, un- un- unlike my first description of it when I first started playing, it is not Bejeweled meets Doctor <laughs> Who. See, it is a lot more... I think that's why... Can we issue an official retraction from the at this point? Yeah. It yes. took me the longest time to wrap my head around the fact of you don't have. You can move anywhere on the board. Yeah, it doesn't have that's, to be next I, that, that to other That might be what you were having trouble with. That's what he would do. I'm, I'm used to this, swapping two pieces to make a connection. Right. And then, you know, and I play. I play. Was it hexagon or whatever on um, hexic? Hexic yeah. on um, which is also. Yeah, you you don't you switch switching between you switch nearby you rotate yeah. nearby jewels. Candy you, you don't go. Yep, I'm going crush. to go to B4 to. G H, you know, it just—it took me a long time to get used to that idea. Yeah, I agree because I played a lot of Candy Crush, I played a lot of Bejeweled, and it took me a little while to get used to the fact that I I could drag one drag one gym from one side of the board to the other. And it's this game in my mind is just in a straight line. (laughs) This game in my mind is very strategical, you know, in being able to contemplate or figure out or see foresee how everything or where you move is going to affect everything you touch and that's just I yeah no it's available on the Android you should probably just no. <laughs> no, you, should, you should try it from the beginning and yeah. build up Get, to let, that point let them explain Agreed. it to you instead <laughs> of listening them to them explain yeah. it to you instead of listening to the but, the but, but Holly does have something in the fact of 
whatever the gems fall, there is luck to that. It's not all, oh, no, no, all no, strategy. It is not if all Whatever they give you yeah. at first and whatever falls in the process really defines the game. I used to I used to explain this to people that it's uh 60% it's uh 40% no, I'm sorry. 30% skill and 70% luck. Now, I'm going to modify that because I don't I'm not trying to brag on myself here, but I've gotten a lot more playing as often as I do have gotten a lot more well, strategic. I would flip-flop those numbers. I think now it's more 70% skill and 30% luck. I, I think when you get to the point where you are where you've got a lot of people maxed out, you've got all the characters, all you're doing is leveling things up, it's that. Well, When you're early on and you're not yes, fully maxed out, I would there's agree. a lot more luck than there is strategy. But I think the more you play, the it simpler it is. I, I rarely ever get less than three combos every move. And that's because I'm moving gems to move other gems to move other gems to move other gems because you get that five seconds to move your gem. Or is well, it three? That's, I think it's five. And that's being able to and see so where things are That's just it. And the more I play it, the more I can see how it works. How, how yeah, where I'm gonna where I'm gonna get the maximum amount of uh, combinations as I move. See, but, that's like you guys earlier on that with that cribbage. That involves math. Yeah. Well, and well know, I, I, this <laughs> is more just I think kind of get playing is, it and getting used to I it. I would rather do math than <laughs> involve my brain to that degree. This is, well, try to it, think in advance. Playing yeah, this game, it becomes know, more of a scene, a I'm larger... I'm Jenkins, man. Seeing a larger portion of the board than you do when you initially start playing it. And part of that's because you have that Great. mentality of I can only move two I'm gyms near each other. I'm narrow-minded. Well, no. You're seeing the broad I, I was just saying, no, uh, not, not at all. And I Because I was the same way. When I first started playing, I wasn't looking at the entire board as a whole. And, and that was my it, it makes a light-year difference going back to the first board where there's only three colors. Right. Versus the later boards where you've got a multitude of different color options. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it really... It really changed, and you know, I gave you a, a, a team and said, "Here, go play this." And yeah, I put her on the first board, but it was still. I realized then I had to change out because I had players on that she wasn't going to use because those colors didn't exist. Right. So it's like, yes. well, why bother with that? So yeah, it, I, I think you'd be better served starting it on your own and just just trying it. She gave it a try. Now here, here's here's where I made up for this. See, I I, I I screwed up with Mel. I said you should play this because look at this 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 and this and isn't it awesome? And it didn't work out so good. But then Matt. Quick, the, uh, the the newbie who I've doctored to who and who's uh, rapidly <laughs> devouring the season. Yeah, I said, well, if you like that, you, you'd probably enjoy this. And I showed him the app for the uh, the iPad, and I just showed it to him. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he looked at it. Apparently, went and downloaded. It. I got a tweet from him the other day going, "I really hate Sean for showing me this app because <laughs> he's playing it like nonstop." So I think the other thing that we should keep in mind is this is this game is not new. It is not new at all. This is based on another game called Puzzle Quest, which was the same type of gameplay. It's the same same strategy based, same even mechanisms, um, and it was based. It had medieval characters, and they each had abilities, and each had powers. It was also been adapted since then. Between this game and Puzzle Quest, was a version of uh, a Marvel version of this as well, where you had oh, really? the different heroes and superheroes. Oh, really? Um, so it's nothing new. I think what is what's what's brought the popularity of the game is the fact that it's Doctor Who, and I like that. I think that has opened it up to a lot more people to yes. come to and explore it, and I think that's what's made it so popular. And people have discovered that it is a fun turn you know, or a puzzle based game. Um, so, to be fair, credit where credit's due. It's it it is 
not an exact copy because there's, there's different mechanics to those two games that I'm, I was discussing earlier. And I didn't know about the actually. I, so I you're remember, looking that up now, aren't you? No, no, no. I no. I'm playing the game. You're playing. <laughs> I uh, no. I I I, uh, I didn't come to that until recently when I was reading some reviews and they were referring to this thing called Puzzle Quest. Then I went and did some research and I found out that there was that in the Marvel one as well. Um, but yeah, I think the popularity of Doctor Who is what's brought most people to this game and why it's become so popular. But it's a great game. It's 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 great mechanics. And I think whoever mentioned that it uh, was it, uh, Chrissy that had mentioned that it's based on uh, the fact that they're keeping it fresh and new and they're introducing new content. Michelle said it's getting what's a little great about it. it. Michelle said, and I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting a little. Uh, tired because I've been I've had Series Six done for a month <laughs> now, and uh, everybody's finally catching up to me. Um, All so you I'm, have I'm left patient. Is leveling up. That's it. Well, and I'm trying to drop Martha. Mar- that's the other thing is they've I been adding. Martha. They have been adding. You finally got a character before me. <laughs> they've been adding that's new characters, and that's what keeps me coming back every you know Friday yeah. to start playing again. Is the fact that every week they've been introducing new characters to us. Um, but the fresh new content helps a lot. I'm eagerly awaiting Series 5 or whatever they decide to do next. I'm assuming it'll be Series 5. Uh, I'm eagerly awaiting some new Doctors, which they've promised us as well. I do like the fact that we didn't go back chronologically in the Doctors necessarily. We did get, you know, uh, yeah. 7 and, and 6 and 8. Um, 8, fortunately, because of Night of the Doctor, I think. And, and War Doctor. Right. We haven't seen... Uh, Wait, we didn't War Doctor? Well, we're we're getting Doctor. War Doctor. He's so, Night uh, of the Doctor costuming. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. yes. That's what I meant. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. I exactly. can't wait to get the movie. Uh, but Night of the Doctor, I've seen schematics for him, so he's coming soon. Uh, but we're going to get him all the way back, and that's the nice thing is... is uh, they plan to go all the way yeah, back. Yeah, they plan to go all the way back, so... The only, the only downside I have, uh, I think it's just a mechanic of the game, is... Unless it's a poison level, my team doesn't really change. I, I'm playing with the goes that I dropped first because they're the most power up. See, I, I was I was like that until that. I got to six series six. I found myself see, I'm, building I'm, I'm, teams I'm, I'm that still were playing that team because it's my most powerful people. Well, see, I found myself Maybe building teams based way. on on you know which players are tanks, which players are you know power, which player you know. That kind of stuff. I did. I played around and got built more teams that way. Now I'm in the as I think I've talked about before. I'm in the more cliche mode now, where I'm pairing. I've got my dinosaurs on a spaceship <laughs> team. And, um, now that I've got Martha, I've planned to do a whole. So how far into it are you, Sean? Um, I am on. I've completed season seven, although I still have characters to drop in season seven. Me because too. no matter I'm, how I'm, much I've played these levels, I cannot get these characters. My, my number of lo- characters in season seven is narrowing. Um, and I'm forever I'm, to get to into season six. I am up to uh, something called Zygon Ambush, Churchill, and Malachi, and Malachi oh, okay. is the, the drop at that point. I still haven't got up to. Uh, Do you know the how close how close to the wedding of River Song King's Chamber is to the end of the season? Uh, I can tell you in a minute. Okay. So you're still ahead of me. I'm stuck at this one level for like a week. And I I can't I've Is it a time? If it level? gives you guys any no. mo- any motivation, uh Holly just finished series six tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> and I, she's I, not I, a gamer either. I figured it was because I uh everyone was only up to level thirty. Well some of my characters were only up to level thirty. Uh, I got two all the way, so oh, I thought my characters aren't even up that high. <laughs> I would go I, I, I was able to get them up strategically going back and playing levels that would drop me certain things so I could level them up more, thinking I could get past it, and I still haven't yet. 
And my river is a, a 31. See, I've got... Uh, Vastra and Strax are completely maxed out with four stars. Other than that, uh, K9 is at level 37. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> How many... Uh, uh, Jenny's level 36. What are you guys seeing the artwork? I, I like it. Good. I like it too. It's, it's very cool. It's got a great stylized look to it. Now, I, I do hope they start adding more abilities than, than what they have because done they so do far. rehash the same abilities and with just why, a change why of gems. Using or, this yeah, exactly. Character when uh, I have another character, that does because there's at least thing. a dozen people that cure poison. There's at least a dozen people that set bombs. There's at least a dozen people. You know, or they put a spin on or that, half a dozen that, people. I should say. You know. Ability. That's the nice thing is at least they yeah they'll they'll What's put a spin on it by like renaming it or making it appropriate to their character, which well, I think they've done that, a good job of nice. theming it well. Yeah. And what's nice also is like with Martha, it's the first of it's it's a similar ability to others, like uh I think it's Brian. Yeah. Brian, Brian. is a power up. Martha does the same thing, but it's for a different gym yeah, yeah. that we haven't had before, right, because which is nice. Amy and Brian both are yellow power-ups. Yes. Yeah. And Martha gives pink power-up. Right. Does anybody else give power-up? Uh, I don't know about pink. Uh, Jenny well, I mean, I and River both do... No, I'm sorry. No, Sid they, Oog, they change colors. Yeah, uh, si- uh, Fan Sigma Ood, or Ood Sigma, uh, does power-up to red. Mm. Uh, and I have seen somebody that does power up to green. I think but um, I can't remember fan, who it is. Uh, Churchill. Fan Churchill does power up to green. Uh-huh. Yeah, which you haven't seen this because I don't think you've still I, I, unlocked I, fan. I saw it. <coughs> now, what did you? <coughs> sorry, what did you call this? When you said it was a free, you, you threw it a freemium. A freemium. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things that I really, really, really like about this. Is I mean, I'm all for free games. I enjoy free games and love them and everything. But I, ever since I've had my iPad, I've gotten sucked into a couple of them. Uh, the Jurassic Park Builder, <laughs> chief among those, where I just I loved it because it was like, oh, I can do all this stuff and it's cool. But as with most of these games, you hit that wall where you reach that point where you can't do anything else until you spend money. Right. I didn't reach that point with Jurassic or, Park. Or you, spend, or you spend a ton of time just really spinning your wheels, and then you finally get that little tiny nugget of change and... It's almost not worth it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well, you, <coughs> excuse me. You get frustrated because you're churning your wheels. They're right. trying to get up to that one point. And yeah, you could around that by, okay, I'll just drop some money into this. And, and I've, I've played a bunch of those type of games. I've played a bunch of those games online where they kind of sucker you into that Candy point crush. where <laughs> you're, you're stuck at that level until you drop some real money right. into this. And I like the fact that this one doesn't do that. It's balanced enough that well, at this it, point I'm willing. I'm I'm, a, I'm considering because I <laughs> I don't have any time crystals. Well, and that's another thing that I noticed. And it's very fair with the time crystals. It only seems up to drop points. It only and seems then to it drop gets to a point where they don't drop as much when it's a first playthrough. I've yeah, noticed. yeah. I think that's when you, when you go back and replay levels. To, yeah. There's yeah. I, I haven't gotten. I don't think any in a second playthrough. I have on a second playthrough, but it depends. A lot on which level it was, I think. But, but like any any freemium app, they're out there to make money. They 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 paid money to make this. They yeah. paid money to put it in our Google Play Store, in our in our uh, Apple Store, or uh, yeah, App Store. Um, on the other hand, you're right. They're very gracious with the amount of things you can do with it without having to pay. Well, how, how many games have we all played where it was like, okay, I need this. Oh, if I invite twelve Facebook friends to play, they'll give me something. Right. Yeah. I don't want to annoy. Or my if friends I watch a video a for like. 30 seconds, yeah. Then it cuts into my 
playtime because I'm like, okay, now I got to sit through this video, through this to, video get to get extra the free, credits, free coin or whatever yeah. it is. And they don't do that. I, I think in, in, in that aspect, it's you know, they it's really because it, it doesn't feel like yeah, the game's actively trying to trip right. me up. Yep. yep. And I've played games where I can tell it's like, uh, this is going to be one of yep. those. And I never got that feeling from this. So that that's one of the things that I remember. Did you guys end up getting achievements? I don't remember. I think so, but I haven't looked. I don't know if I ever saw achievements drop on here or not. Um, uh, what were you asking me? Which which? How far away you were from what? Uh, end of the season. All right. Where are you? Wedding of River Song, King's Chamber. All right. The thing that I noticed about this is uh, the Wedding of River Song is King's Chamber. You're one, two, three, four, so I am five, close. six, seven, mm-hmm. seven away. Okay. Well, the thing I noticed is Series that, that 7. That makes me feel better about the level. Series 7 is only 40-some levels. Series 6 is 60-some levels. So there's 20 additional levels. Oh, so that's well, why it feels like a long time still, to get yeah. through. Um, through here. I, I, abso- I can't, without spoiling it, I won't say I absolutely love what they did with the last level of Series 6. And it was it ends up being quite a surprise for me. The event that happens is, is was quite a surprise to me. The story based event, yeah, or? yeah. Well, just kind of the oh, the mechanic of what happens right in that particular one. That, that's the other thing that I think that uh, I keep wanting more to find out what the Suntar. I, I they, it seemed like we were getting the story for the first two or three levels, and then they kind of dropped it, and then and it kind of goes away. And it, part of me thinks I like the simplistic idea of the fact that you're not going to bog me down with the story. But I almost think it's too minimal. I think there needs to be a little more of a story there to explain why the Santarans are are you know setting up these time paradoxes and why they've gone back and started changing things. And I read online just yesterday that the next series will be a new villain, essentially, and so we'll get another story nugget. The story. Yeah, and and hmm. so it's it almost sounds like this is six and seven are resolved at the end of six. That that story's over once you defeat the baddies there, and they'll start a whole new storyline for the next two series. So oh. yeah, so but I wanted so a little more. You, I just wanted, wanted you. I wanted. In fact, it doesn't even have to be in game because it seems like, especially if you play levels over and over again, if you go back to those early ones, you have to go through the text each time as they're explaining yeah. what's going yeah. on. But what I'd like is a little like maybe one of those icons on the side on the main page where you can go, you know, to one of your choices. Be a you know quick storyline of what's happening in here and, and give you a little bit of information. And maybe it unlocks another piece of the story outside of getting in the way. So those people that don't care for the story, it doesn't get in the way of their gameplay, but it unlocks it somewhere so that I can go to here and go, okay, this is the next piece of the story and have a little bit of a story. That might be a fun something. thing to put in the in the fan zone or something is that little option of just... Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be exactly. a great story, story mode. Or story mode. Uh, the other thing that uh, I think... I had a complaint about was... Oh, and not even a complaint. Something I'd like to see, and we talked a little bit about this, I think, a couple weeks ago, that i like to be able to have characters give power-ups to other characters based on combinations. You put Rory and Amy together, they should That'd give each great. other a bonus. Yeah. Uh, you put Vastra and Strax and um, Ginny together, and you should get a bonus. That kind of thing. I, I, I think that, that would make that would energize gameplay a little bit. And it, it, I think it, it would encourage those people that, that are, are hesitant to go back and, like, I, I want to go back and max out all my characters is what I want to do. I want to level everybody up. For just those get them that are completists. Exactly. <laughs> but 
but I think that would energize that, make people go back, and it gives it replayability because you can go back and change things up and play things well, in different uh, ways, which you can already do that a little bit by, and by building on teams the, based uh, on abilities. Power-ups that you could give, it would also give benefit to some of the characters that probably people don't use too much. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, all the punishment characters would give a benefit to each other. Absolutely. That would be a great way to tie it because in. Because I'm all not the using characters. any of the church characters. <laughs> I'm not using any well, of the... And, and they're set, and, or the church characters. Because yeah. the punishment in church is separate. Soldiers, yeah. Church yeah. soldiers. Yeah, the punishment are, are, are different as well. So It'd be a good way to build those characters more. A couple of thoughts coming from their website that I wanted to read out. Um, a review from uh, uh, Dr. Who Legacy iOS review. Legacy could have easily just been a quick and easy cash-in on a loyal fan base. Instead, fans are treated to engaging and fun puzzle battles featuring most of the characters from the series' more recent history. And I really like this one from EvilGeeks.com. What's killing my social life this week is the name <laughs> of the article. I'm absolutely recommending this one to the Evil Geek Game Nation. If you're a hardcore who-nut, you may as well kiss away any free moments you have in the near future because you'll be glued to your phone screen for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and that really, for me, kind of sums up what, what it is. It's one of those things that you know you can sit down and play and think, well, I'm just going to play a level, and you'll lose yourself for an hour yeah. because it's it's got that kind of... You know, captability, captive yeah. ability, captivating ability. <laughs> Glenn, there is a uh, FAQ on their website that it, uh, lets you know that you can turn off the iCloud saves. Oh, is that right? So that uh, it'll yeah. default. Oh, I, I think I found Did you that. Figure that yeah, out? Yeah. I, I, I'm not doing that because I like the ability to now be able to play on my iPad because it's bigger. <laughs> it's a bigger screen. <laughs> I know you were concerned about the kids getting yeah, on it. Yeah, no, I just told them I couldn't change my teams. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, they don't play all that much, so. And if anybody else out there, um, uh, it's www.tinyrebelgames.com. Oh my! Somebody just oh, downloaded, somebody downloaded it. <laughs> I wonder who that was. Um, there's a couple of things about uh, I can't get character X to drop, uh, etc. And they they kind of make some suggestions for. Oh. You know, not really anything help. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't think so because it's it's not any rhymerism. It says every ally in the game has a chance to drop early in the game. These values are set higher, so you can quickly put together a team. If you play a novel enough times, you will get a specific character drop, but it may take some time. The design of the game is primarily built around collecting a team of allies over time. By the end of season seven, you should have a full team of allies plus three or four to swap in, all without having to buy any extra time crystals. That told me nothing. I don't see anywhere where they would have added achievements, Keith. So if somebody knows um, where that's at, it was in ours it's under options. Yeah, I've gone to options and I don't see. Uh-oh. I've got like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, contact us, privacy and credits. <coughs> so at any rate, um, yeah, it looks like it's not there. Yeah, so I don't it's see a very, very, very fun game. And I don't know that we can... Oh, wow, they've got a whole page of guides and tutorials as well. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, point out uh, a lot of the things that I've learned on this game is from watching uh, the Adipose, and you can find his links on uh, the actual Doctor Who Legacy page. He's done a lot of reviews. He's done tutorials. So there's like there's basically, there's a five-base tutorial system that you can watch the videos of. They're very helpful, especially if you're oh, just starting yeah, out. Even yeah. if you haven't, even if you've been playing for a while, I highly suggest you go back and watch their tutorials 
those because even if you know how to play, you'll pick up. I picked up a lot of little nuances, a lot of like scoring and how things mechanically work. Um, he goes in and does those tutorials, and some of them are basic, some of them are advanced. Uh, highly suggest you do those. Yeah, see, I don't have anything like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll add that to. I think they're working iPhone, on it. Yeah, um, but anyway, I highly suggest Adipose. I would just, if if anything, just go to YouTube and and search uh, the Adipose. Uh, Doctor Who Legacy, and the, the, the videos will all come up in your playlist. So. Or go to tinyrebelgames.com. And they have Guides. some of those links. They're all there listed well. there on that. Yeah. Page. Is it all of them? All of okay. uh, I see one, two, three, four. Any, probably the five tutorials for certain. The starting one, tutorials, two, at least, probably. Three, four, so he's done more than what is on there. Oh, okay. Then they've got a bunch on there. Okay. I would say from a like gym basics guide and let's play gameplay yeah. down to tutorial three advanced gym guide. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So um, I highly recommend watching those. Even if even if you've been playing for a long time and know what you're doing, they're they're very handy and they're 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 quick. And he he shows it visually, so you're seeing what he's doing and he's explaining it as it goes. Yeah. So good stuff. Sean, what's coming up on the schedule? Uh, well, I won't be here. <laughs> oh, before we before Near we wrap spirit. up. I want to throw a question out to our listeners. Okay. I've been introduced to my mother to New Who. Uh-oh. She's finished season three. Started season four. At what point would you start to introduce Classic Who? That's what I want to know. That's it. Do you okay. want us to answer? Or do you want to wait, we'll we'll, to wait until, we'll we, wait some, until okay. we get some feedback? All right, I just go. start pondering that idea. When would you start introducing... Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to influence anybody. How much has she asked about her? It's the only thing that I would... Uh, Well... Is your desire to introduce her? A little bit because I know she would like it. Um, She just saw Time Crash, so she's still kind of wrapping her brain around the ideas that Tenet's not two. (laughs) (laughs) He's not the second doctor. Yeah. Well, I will be in uh, sunny California. And I, I, I told the guys at work, it was like, you know, every time I leave, I, there's this part of me that feels bad. I really, because it's hours that need to be made up, and I'm not here to help out, and you guys are stuck minding the store, blah, blah, blah. I said, i got to be honest. I'm looking out at the parking lot, and snowfall is coming down on top of the 12 inches we already have, and I'm like, screw this noise. <laughs> I'm going to see some palm trees. You guys can suck it, because I'm leaving. <laughs> um, so I will be looking forward to that. Um, while I'm gone, we will be enjoying Galley Mel and I. Um, and then I imagine you probably will not be available because of your basketball something or another schedule. For oh, Friday, Friday night, night. yeah, likely not. Yeah. Well, Keith will be holding Keith it down. Keith's on his own. Uh, join me. Join so Keith. I'm not alone. So he's not alone for Mark of the Ronnie. That won't stop me. And uh, we're doing that in celebration of Colin Baker being at, uh, at Gallifrey One. So uh, another master episode. I didn't plan that, but it just happened. <laughs> So uh, we'll be doing that for Friday Night Who. Now, of course, we've already reviewed Mark of the Ronnie, so the reviews next week, because, again, I won't be here, will be book reviews. reviews. Glenn's doing Harvest Time. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm doing The Harvest of Time. Keith's doing The Harvest of Time, which is the third Doctor story by Alistair Reynolds, and Glenn is doing The Resurrection Casket, which is a tenth Doctor story by Justin Richards. And I am going to attempt to do Spiral Scratch, which is a sixth Doctor story by Gary Russell, and I have started my homework. So maybe I can uh, either Skype or pre-record something and send in for you guys to uh, lump on there. Sounds good. Uh, the following week is Earthshock with Peter Davidson. And because we've already reviewed that one, 
our show the following week will be all about Galley and 25 years of Gallifrey One and all the fun stuff that we didn't cover in our insane media blitz that we will be sending you nightly uh, as time allows yeah. and internet uh, connectivity from, <laughs> from the Renaissance. And then finally... Which I'm anticipating will be a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Because not everybody will be on that. Now, last year we got Chrissy on the show. I expect you to get Michelle. Yeah, we will absolutely Michelle, get Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, you hear that? You're coming on the uh, you're coming on the show. So. <laughs> I think Sean sent her the schedule to give her an idea of what we had planned. You know, the tentative schedule as to what we'd planned out so we could meet Good. up with her okay. at some point. Sean has not sent that yet, but will by the time. Oh, she you haven't. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. No, it was by just the time this goes out. By the time she gets she may have it. Releasing this week. As you're listening to this on when we release Monday, more than likely on Tuesday, is the Moonbase mm-hmm. uh, with Patrick Trout. Now we're going to obviously because we've got a fairly full schedule, we're going to put that off. Uh, we will actually be doing that for Friday night, who on the 28th. So you've got a little bit more time if you need to buy yours from Amazon. TravelingTheVortex.com, Amazon store, <laughs> click the button. Help support me going to Galley again next year uh, <laughs> and get these two to go. Uh, you can buy it through there, and you've got some time to deliver. But we're doing that for Friday night, who and then reviewing. The Moon Base in episode 166, along with the second ebook in uh, the 50th anniversary line from last year, uh, which is called The Nameless City. And it happens to be a second Doctor story, which is why we paired that up that way. Second Doctor story and second Doctor month. There you go. Because it's February. Although at that point it will be March. No. When we record. It's still February, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I know we put a kink This in week gummed things up a bit, but yes. I had it all perfect. That's all right. No, it's next week gummed things up. Well, yeah, technically, but. Yeah, well, it was. It was pushing Gally oh, right. back a we week. We did push Gally back a week. You're right. But in fairness, it's because we wanted to give our listeners something to listen to because we didn't want to. We, this is how much we, we like you. We I had the schedule all on. set and we didn't want to change it or we didn't want to inconvenience you guys by not having product for you. Right. Uh, in a timely fashion. So so there's that. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up because we are over the two-hour mic, and it is super late since we played the game first, <laughs> and I need to go home and get to bed. So Ditto. if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. Huh? I'm Mel. We didn't bring her in the first. Mel's here. Yeah, Mel's here. Hi. <laughs> Say hi, Mel. I'm Sean. That's because your mic was over Bye. here. Bye. I'm Keith. Cheers. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, guys. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.